Like that. That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another. Tony Bruno. See? Give me another. Tony Bruno. <laughs> you say it real fast now. Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now. Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it. Here is Tony Bruno. Ah, yes, indeed, kids. Unlike Joel Embiid, who was really sick and didn't help the 76ers win in the Eastern Conference semifinals on Sunday (laughs) afternoon on Cinco de Mayo, we welcome you to what we're calling Stinko de Mayo, where everything in Philadelphia stinks on this Monday, except the weather. It's pretty nice out there. Tony Bruno welcoming you live to the Wine Cellar, live on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. And you may have seen it in all the newspapers. You may have heard about it. You may have read about it. I don't want to make this show about me, even though it is the Tony Bruno show. But I hope you people who always give me crap about where's the picks, where's the picks, where's the picks. We're going to get into the NBA because we have a man from Australia who flew in all the way from Australia just to be here today. Just to be in the wine cellar. Just to be in the wine cellar. It's not a fake accent. It's not a fake accent. This is legitimate. This is a 35-year-old Australian sports reporter uh, from Fox Sports Australia and the Sports Entertainment Network coming to you direct from the wine cellar here in Philadelphia. And it's an honor to be here, Tony and Robin. Thank you. Duncan McKenzie McKirk. That's me. That's Duncan MC MC. McCarg. Give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram, Duncan MCMC, and I'll give you an Australian look into the wild and wacky world of U.S. sport here in this beautiful country. Now, Duncan and I and Robin go back to Minnesota, the Super Bowl. That's the first time we met. Yes. We were all in Minnesota covering the Super Bowl. We were on Radio Row, and as you know, Duncan, you saw coming onto Radio Row... I was pretty much the king of the castle there. You were the king of the castle. You were one of the first people that I noticed. So what happened is there was a whole bunch of radio stations from all over the world, all over the country, and everyone had a a table with, with four seats. The Tony Bruno Show had a backdrop, it had cameras, it had assistants, it had people getting your coffees. It strippers, had, we had everything. Strippers, everything, you know, you were, you know, cocaine shrimp was being, you know, <laughs> so it was, it was unbelievable. I couldn't, I, I was like, who is this guy? I want to be this guy in like the next five to 10 years. I, I need to learn everything about him. I was like, I got to go and got to go and chat to this guy. So I sided up to Robin. I said, who is this guy? Who is this guy? He seems like the man. He was laughing. He was carrying on. He was carrying on like a pork chop. That's what we say in Australia. Carrying on like a pork chop. Carrying on like a pork chop. And, uh, How do pork chops carry on? I know. They well, kind of just lie there. It's an Australian saying. It doesn't make any sense. I know. Well, I know. we have a lot of those, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I could never in a million years try to sit down and figure... And I love pork chops, especially thick I bet you ones. I know what that's referring to. What? Because there used to be a style of beard called pork chops. Yeah, you remember the, and, the mustaches uh, yes. that came down? Not a, mustaches. The, the pork chop mustache. Yeah. Back in the day, the kind of people who wore that were a little bit loud and bustry. Gary Puckett yeah. in the Union Gap, if you go back to the 60s, and a lot of those groups had those. I used to have pork chops, too. See? There you go. But I was never happy chop. as a pork chop. A pork chop's not happy. No. The person who eats that pork chop, unless you're halal, yeah. 
is the one who's happy. <laughs> then you don't really uh, pay attention to pork chops if you're kosher or halal. Mm -hmm. yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you were carrying like a pork chop, and I was like, I've got to go and meet this guy. He's, uh, he seems like a bit of an industry legend. The more and more I got to know about you, and I think I stalked you a bit on Twitter and exactly. Google and whatnot. I prefer Australian women to stalk me, but but I, the, the fact that we love you and we we'll get friends, there, we'll get there eventually. I mean, you know, people love Australian. Australian. Do they not, Robin? Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's any. It's weird. Even though we've tr the United States, the Americans tried so hard to get away from that. The, from Australia? No, from from the England, quickly but, down but, under went down there, and he was but, a hero. But the really? the <laughs> British, Scottish, Irish, and Australian accents are still some of the favorites amongst American people. All right, I got to put you in the spot here. You've got to rank them: Australian, English, Irish, Scottish. Go one to four. Well, because I have some Irish heritage, mm. I gotta say Irish first for me. Irish wins. Irish wins. I can't for understand me. most but of them. But they're drunk. I mean, that's the other thing too. I mean, and when you have so many of them over here in the country, it's not foreign. It's it's not exotic. Well, but the the true Irish brogue you don't hear very often. Okay. You have a lot of American Irish people, but they American bros. Yeah, but they don't <laughs> they don't speak with a brogue. All right, number two. What have you got? The Aussies are definitely number two. Number two? Yeah. Above the Scots and the English. Yes. yes. Thank you so much. Number two. I'll take number two. Okay. I'm going to put Australia number one. There you go. Because, listen, I don't have a you problem can't with do anybody's accent. But you can't date me, Tony. That's no, no, no. It's not about I want to date you. It's about, seriously, because, I, you know, I hear Robin watches a lot of British TV shows, but they're slow and ponderous. Mm -hmm. You know, even Game of Thrones. Everybody's British. Even the Romans and the Greeks mm. in movies about Romans and Greeks are all Brits. But you've got to understand, the British accent, I mean, they've got, it's so different. So from the north of the country, you know, like northern England, all right, mate, how you doing? I'm from Liverpool, I'm doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go down south and go, all right, geezer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you're doing all right here? And it's just like a lot more of an attack on the senses. Yes. Exactly. So what you've got to figure out is that the British accent has lot of, lots of different kind of subtleties, but the Aussie accent is generally the same which is over the whole continent. And which is huge. It's huge. It's the same as the continental United States yeah. of America. It's exactly. a massive country. It is massive. And the fact that you all have the same, well, because it all kind of started from the same place, right? Yeah, we're all convicts. Yeah. We're all criminals. Yes. We went down there. They said, you know what, get the hell out of our country. They and were then British convicts. We discovered paradise and we thought, Gee, that was a pretty good deal, yeah. wasn't it? We were just watching a show about that, about mm -hmm. where they used to take all the British convicts mm -hmm. to yep. this island in Australia, and they built this massive fortress, yeah. and that's where they took the worst prisoners out of England and yep. into Australia. And then when they were finally released, They're like, their hey. kids and everybody else became the Australians that we know today. Exactly. So everybody in Australia, just like we all are descendants of slaves, yeah. everybody in Australia, Australia is a descendant of a British criminal. Totally. I am a criminal, <laughs> once and for all, and I'm standing in your house. While you're sitting and in the, the South Africans, same thing for the Dutch people. That's where the Dutch convicts were brought down. Yeah. With the South Africans. Well, the South Africans are just criminal in general. Let's just throw well. that out there. The, the Australians <laughs> and the South Africans have a very fierce hatred of each other when it comes to sporting events. Oh, well, They're yeah. They're some of the fiercest rugby rivals in the world. They're some of the fiercest cricketers, cricket rivals in the world. If you see these two teams going at each other, there's plenty of sledging. There's plenty of argy-bargy. It's... It's fierce. Baji Baji. Argy Baji. Argy Baji. Aren't they a You haven't group? heard that? No. Argy Baji is like a bit of sort of biffo. A what? Another <laughs> <laughs> word. So, you know, I, one of my favorite new shows is yeah. an Australian show called Glitch. Okay. Oh, it's fantastic. It's about it's uh, a small town um, where suddenly some of the people are Climbing up out of the graves. It's not a zombie show. And it's not show, a like, zombie, though. Well, it is. It's a zombie show, but it's like a But they've a cool returned zombie. from the dead, but they're normal. 
Really? Yeah. And glitch? For, glitch. And they all speak in Aussie accents? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's all, most of uh, Netflix's shows now are made in Australia and other countries. Yeah. Because it's cheaper to go down yeah. there. Yeah. And a lot of the Hollywood films down there. And actually, if you uh, Chris Hemsworth, who actually decided not to live in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. he now lives in Byron Bay, which is a short uh, way away from the Gold Coast. Because uh, Chris Hemsworth has got such a big pulling power, he says, okay, well, if I'm going to do your film now, I want you to go and film it in Australia because mm-hmm. I want to be close to my family, to my kids, to, to all my friends and family. So, like, okay. So, what you notice now, if you watch all the Thor movies, all the Marvel movies, they're being brought down to Australia because Chris has all the pulling power. Yeah, I mean, and he's in 100 movies now, so they, he, they're going to listen to him because he's hot property. He's well, the man. And now, he's, is, is he the good him Helmsworth brother? He's the more fa- he's the Thor Helmsworth. There's guy, no right? good and bad. There's but no, but he's more... like the superstar. Yeah. He's the superhero superstar, and you got uh, Liam Hemsworth who married Miley Cyrus. Right. Uh, Is that over already? I think. Oh it's, no, it's not. Are it's they not still over. married? I think yeah. they recently just got married. I don't yeah, know. Who knows? <laughs> who knows anymore? We don't know. We don't know. But they're, they're very popular in Australia. They're very very popular in Australia. They're good boys. They're from a a town, or they're from a, an island, Phillip Island, just uh, outside of Melbourne, about an hour outside of Melbourne. So they grew up surfers. Very relaxed guys. Give a lot to charity. We love the Hemsworths down there. Chicks dig the Hemsworths, especially with their shirts off, man. Those guys are good-looking guys. Got yes, the great, they, are. they got everything going for them. They're Just very, like you. They're very Aussie, right? Very Aussie. Do mm. me a favor, Tony. Can you turn that camera towards... This way here? Yeah, just an RCH. Right there. Oh, that was way too much. I said an RCH. Back a little bit towards me. Back a little towards me. This is good. Perfect. Like this right is there. elaborate. Yep, that's it. It's not elaborate, but you see it. It's no, nice. This, it's is, a nice this is the future. Vodcasting on Twitch with you guys. This is exactly. brilliant. I'm and we learning. want to thank everybody who's uh, joining us on our Twitch stream and more and more people. Don't forget to follow us. It doesn't cost you anything to follow. It doesn't cost you anything to listen or watch. No. But if you want to become a subscriber, you can subscribe for free using your Amazon Prime membership. That it's is on correct. our screen. So you is go to right? our page. First thing you do is download the Twitch app. Yep. Have you downloaded it on your device? I have, yep. So when you have it on your phone, your laptop, your computer, anywhere you have it downloaded, you get access to all the Twitch channels. And then you go to the Tony Bruno channel, Bruno Nation Live, and you participate every single day. Down to Bondi Beach, one person says, have you been to Bondi Beach? Bondi Beach? Bondi. Absolutely, mate. I actually spoke to the Sixers president yesterday, and I was telling him how much all the people down in Bondi, all the blokes down in Bondi, have got the Ben Simmons jersey with the number 25 <laughs> on their back. So you go down to Bondi Beach, you go down there for a juice, you go down there for a coffee, you go down there for a beer. Everyone's wearing the Simmons jersey on Campbell Parade in Bondi Beach. Bondi Beach, one of the most beautiful beaches in the world, and it's about it's it's right in the heart of Sydney. So it's right near Sydney Harbour. It's fantastic. Now, is Bondi Beach one of the locations for one of the major surfing competitions? Um, is that Bondi Beach? Or Bells Beach. A, a Bells Beach. Bells Beach something. is home okay. to the Rip Curl Pro. I'm okay, not sure what, you guys have seen Point Break, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and Keanu Reeves and uh, who's the other guy? I don't remember. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. That's right. They go down and they have that final event at Bells Beach. It was actually filmed in California. That was a lot of people don't know that, but it was filmed mm. in California. But they say they go to the Bells Beach, to the the biggest swell in the world, and that's when Patrick Swayze goes out into the ocean and never returns. But Bells Beach has the Rip Curl Pro every Easter weekend. It's massive. Down I was there. just watching it. Yeah. Last, yeah. It was on last last week. Yeah. I'm flipping around late at night, and there they are in Australia. Yeah. The that year was the before event. that, or the year before that, where one of the surfers was attacked by a shark, like. During the competition live, we were watching it. Oh, Mick Fanning? Yes. The Aussie? Yeah, so Mick Fanning was was uh, surfing out at uh, Jeffrey's Bay, J-Bay, out in South Africa, uh, was getting ready for his one of his heats. Mm-hmm. One of the sharks, a great white, uh, starts just swimming up towards him, gets tangled in his cord on his surfboard, yeah. and then starts thinking, what's going on here? And then uh, 
Fanning's, what's going on here? There's a, there's a shark beneath me. <laughs> he gets his surfboard out. He's trying to punch the shark in the face. Yep. So, g- literally see, fighting finally, for his life. And, and it took for, it's what seemed like forever for the crew to catch on and send a jet ski over. Yeah, because they, they, they go out so far to get these monster waves that they had brought out with jet skis. Totally. Yeah. And then oh. they jump off and... We were out in. Um, we were watching Half Moon that live, and, and the from from the camera view, you could totally see yep. the outline of the shark and the shadow of it underneath him. And you were like, "Oh my god, are we going to see?" Over the Christmas holidays, Robin and I went to Half Moon Bay uh-huh. near where her mom lives, and that's the that's where they film a lot of the American surf scenes because they have monster. Yeah, that's waves California, there. right? Yeah. Northern California, yeah. yeah near and San there's Francisco. a really famous uh, surfing location there where they have surfing competitions, and I'm totally forgetting what it was called. That's uh, it's the uh, the Mavericks. Maverick. The Mavericks, yeah. which uh-huh. is a big event. Here, see, we talk about everything on this show, and, and, and Kelly Slater has has opened up his own surf ranch mm-hmm. uh, in the middle, in like inland California. Yep, absolutely. Right? Yep. No, it's huge. Surfing in, in the United States, it's all about the West Coast and Hawaii for surfing. Yep. There's some surfing on the East Coast, but we don't get the monster waves like they do out West Hawaii and Australia. But anyway, we got Duncan Mackenzie McCarg. I'm here. Here. Yes. And so we met at the Super Bowl. We did. Then we uh, we set up a party. One of our listeners in Minnesota at the Mall of America said so we got. I kept saying on the show, all these Eagle fans were at the mall, mm. and a lot of them didn't have tickets to go to the Super Bowl. So we said we got to get together and do a Philly only bar mm. in Minnesota. And one of our listeners found a bar that wanted to do it. So when we got the bar, the open uh, not open bar, but no cover. Yep. Two Which blocks was- from the stadium in Minnesota on Super Bowl Sunday. So you said, I'm going to come there and go live to Australia from the bar. Yeah. And so did Channel 6 Action News in Philly. They were live in the bar. Yeah. And we were doing our live show. And it was a lot of fun. And I would go on with Duncan you, during the you game. You went at live half-time. to Fox Sports Australia. We did exactly. a couple of hits. We did a hit pre-game. We did a hit post-game. I did a hit with uh, Maurice Jones-Drew was exactly. there. Exactly. Uh, it was phenomenal. And obviously with the way the game turned out, and the way that the Phillies won the game, uh, the, the the Phillies, the Eagles won the game. It was the best place to be in the whole of Minnesota. Yeah, it was an it was an awesome experience, and I broke down and cried. Duncan was the, that's the first time a grown man had seen me cry, other than at a family's funeral. Right. Mm. Because I was I was weeping like a baby, but I wasn't jumping. I was like sitting there stoically, yeah, and absorbing something I had never seen before. I've seen multiple Super Bowls, thirty plus of them, but never it have was, seen my it was team emotional. win. It, it was, was emotional. emotional. But then I got out. I I moved on from that, and so Duncan and I Speaking and Robin have become on. friends, and we've been staying together. We, every time you come to town, or every time we're at the Super Bowl, we run into each other. Yeah, you've been to Philly a lot. I right? do. Yeah. Well, because Philadelphia is Australia's team, because we have got Ben Simmons, the number mm-hmm. one draft pick. He's obviously uh, uh, from Melbourne, born in Melbourne. Right. Uh, spent 16 years of his life in Melbourne. Considers himself a very much an Australian. He could have played for Team USA, but he decided what he's going to be an Australian. Jonah Bolden whose dad is also American because his dad played in the NBL, the National Basketball League. Jonah Bolden is an Australian because he was born in Australia, even though his dad's American. And then we've got Brett Brown, who coached for the North Melbourne Giants, for the Sydney Kings in the NBL, and also coached our national team, the Boomers. He married an Australian, Anna. And obviously we've got... Uh, the four president? Of, the president, Chris Heck. Is he Aussie? I don't know. You said he was Aussie. <laughs> no, no, you interviewed him yesterday. So I was saying, what's his connection to Australia? Well, his connection to Australia is that he's doing a lot of business behind the scenes with an Australian company called Four and Twenty, the meat pie company. Oh, oh this so you meat told pie. me about it yesterday, and yeah. you hand me here it is right now. And for people who follow uh, Ben to Philly, you know we have tasty cakes, and they're in a they're in a uh, 
Saran wrap. The, no, no, they're not in a ceramic piece of paper. They oh, are. You mean the tasty cake? So the tasty cake is a pie. Yes. And it has a shell like this, a crust, which mm-hmm. they make first. Right. And then they fill it up with apples and then do the tasty cake pies, which are now all over the country. Yeah. But this is a four and twenty meat pie, which is huge in Australia, right? Massive. And huge. now it's actually we saw the billboard in front of the Wells Fargo Center mm-hmm. that they sell these. And you told me yesterday, I thought you were joking me. Yeah. He said we sell not you, you don't you don't own the company. I wish. Uh, but they now have a business inside the Wells Fargo Center, yep. which are called 4 and 20 Meat Pies. 4 and 20 Meat Pies. So if you go to any sort of sporting event in Australia, mm-hmm. the tradition is you go and have a beer and you go and have a 4 and 20 Meat Pie. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a, the equivalent of a hot dog for Australians. Or a cheesesteak. Absolutely. You have a beer and a cheesesteak, beer and a but hot dog. But yep. across the nation, it's hot dogs that you have when you go. So yep. across Australia, that's what you had. So you we have were doing the pregame show on the floor yesterday at the Wells Fargo Center. Duncan and I with. Ben Simmons shooting, and I I looked at Joel Embiid, and I said to Robin, he does not look right today. No, he did not. And I was right, and unfortunately, he was sick. You went into the locker room. We all went into the locker room, and I'm hoping I don't have what Joel Embiid has. He looked atrocious. I was thinking that, He's coughing and sneezing, and we're in this closed locker room, Yeah, and we're getting all these germs. We're absorbing all these germs. He looked like he was about to pass out with exhaustion. He was that tired. So was I after what happened Saturday. I mean, you talk about bad weekends. (laughs) Oh, God. I didn't want to bring it up. Well, you went out drinking and had a good time. Yeah. My weekend was bad because... I will explain. Well, not in a on moment. Saturday. Saturday no, he was sat- laying low. No, Saturday he was out of it because yes. he went out in New York City Friday, Friday night, night. Yeah, until seven a.m. <laughs> the next morning. Disgrace. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you even managed to wake up long enough to send me a text. Oh, that was one of the biggest hangovers I've ever had, and uh, I was like, "What am I going to do here? Do I do I rock up to Philly as a complete mess and have dinner with uh, uh, Tony and Robin? And Luigi was supposed to take you around and show you some... And Luigi, and I felt so bad for Luigi because Luigi said, oh, you know what Luigi's like? He's like, what are we going to do, Duncan? We're going to go. We're going to go to Gino's. We're going to go to Pat's. We're going to go to D'Alessandro's. We're going to do this. And he had like this full itinerary because I was going to go and try and and find the perfect cheesesteak. Right. And then I'm like, shit, I'm going to be letting down all these people. What am I going to do? Uh, you didn't let him down because he was prepping for the big Broad Street run the and next that's day. What I he thought. did and concluded yesterday. Yes. Yeah. And Robin sent him a congratulatory yeah. text. Very proud of him. It was raining. It was really crazy. But congratulations to all the runners in the Broad Street run. A big Good event here. Yeah. How many how many people run in that event? I don't know. I didn't 20, see Twenty thousand. I mean, yeah. it's huge. Twenty thousand. It yeah, yeah. It's a ten. It's a ten mile run. So it's not the Philly Marathon, which is a different race. Yeah. It is the Philly Broad Street Run. It's been going on for years. And yes, it was phenomenal. And Luigi was out there getting all wet, and he got it done the day after the big letdown at the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, now, I want to thank outbreak. everybody for um, for joining us, and uh, we have tons and tons of people that are checking in. But there, I wanted there was one. Hold on a second. Where is that? Uh Ochi five six eight says I have a buddy who lives in Cronulla Beach. Cronulla. 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 Cronulla yep. yeah, Beach. That's in New South Wales. That's uh, it's just a short drive from Sydney. Well, it's basically in Sydney. It's a uh, it's great area. But this is why you guys have got to come down. I know. To I, I haven't been to Australia. It is. What if it, I had hit that fifty-four thousand dollars stupid superfecta, I would have left this morning. We would have really? gone to Australia. I would have stayed for a month. I would have then gone to New Zealand for a month. Yep. Then I would have gone all over the world and said, "Screw it all." But I would have done some Twitch shows from there, though. I no, wouldn't yeah. leave the audience hanging. You know what the reality of the situation would have been? What's the reality of the situation? He would have paid off his uh, ex-wife's one year full of. Uh, That's an alimony, alimony. Year, year for me. Yeah. Oh, really? There was so much riding on this. Yeah. <sighs> it's ridiculous. By the way, Luigi, there were forty thousand runners, 40, and he 000. finished three thousand four hundred five 
overall. That's terrific. Because these Great are terrific Luigi. runners. These aren't yeah. just you know people who go walking every Sunday. Yep. Not that there's anything wrong with walking too. If you can't run, you walk. But so out of forty thousand runners, Luigi fifty one thousand runners. 40,000. Oh, 40,000 runners. 40,000 40, runners. 3,405th overall. That's an amazing effort. What sort of time did Luigi do? That's what I want to know. He did it over, just over an hour. You know, and he's been tra- he has been training for years. And they don't have him up front. Now, if he was a Kenyan, he would have done better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think Kenyans run 10Ks. They're, they're marathon yeah, runners. Yeah, but they still Well, here's, here's one for you. So every year in Australia, in Sydney, we have the biggest open road race in the world, the biggest fun run in the world, apart from the New York City Marathon. Right, so right. It's called the City to Surf, and basically you run, it's it's 14 kilometers, or let's say oh, that's, that's like 10 the miles. Beta Breakers in San Francisco. Yes. Okay. And you run from the city of Sydney to Bondi Beach, ah. and it's 14 kilometers, and it's a terrific run. It's like up and hill. Sydney's quite hilly, right. and, it's, and, it's, and it's windy, and you run down through Rush Cutters Bay and through Double Bay and all these fantastic What a way scenes. to end up. You just go right into the beach. And, when you, you're and then you run into the ocean. Oh, that's awesome. It's phenomenal. And that that's in August. So it's it's sort of winter time in Sydney is fantastic because it's not too hot, it's not too cold. Collins it's, 21 is saying there's 1 million runners? That's in the New York Marathon. Oh, oh, oh. Not in the no, Philly. No, there t- can't be a million runners. For sure that. there can. Really? It's New York. Everybody's yeah. running in New York, usually from the scene of a crime or <laughs> getting the hell out because of their mayor who's an idiot. Yeah. But anyway, Luigi finished 887th in his age group. So they have age groups breakdown. And actually gotcha. Luigi was put up farther in the in the group because of his previous times. And so normally you start in the back if you've never run the Broad Street one, mm-hmm. but because of Luigi has been running in a lot of events, they actually put him up closer to the front. Perfect. You know, because usually you're in the back, it means you're not holding, you're not, when you're in the front and you're not good, yeah. you're holding a lot of people up. Sort of like yeah. the seven horse did in the Kentucky Derby, which oh. is why he was oh, disqualified. He <laughs> but no, I'm, listen, I'm not mad. No. He, he, I actually stand behind the stewards at, the, uh, at, at Churchill Downs. They made the right call. You think they did? Well, Donald Donald Trump certainly didn't think they made the right call. I don't care what he thinks. I'm a horse racing expert. I proved it here on the well, show. And, also, and how does how does he become an expert in everything? He's one of these guys who like just chimes in. It's like, mate, you're because putting, he's the president of the United States and he lives on Twitter. But you can't be putting your cat amongst the pigeons around all these sports you know nothing about. That's sort of his, you know, well, that's I think his that go, isn't it? There's anybody that uh, has a lot of money that had maybe bet on it that feels like they're an expert just because of that. But anybody that knows Everybody about, thinks they're an expert on everything. Right, but anybody mm. that actually knows horses and knows the danger that that jockey and that horse put the other horses exactly in. see all the degenerate gamblers all the de- listen i had the seven horse in a lot of things luigi and i had all these different bets mm-hmm. and we had the seven in there and he went wire to wire but he screwed up and so all the people bitching about having to rip up their tickets i had to rip mine up too yeah but i also didn't rip up a ticket because i never posted the one that actually would have won the $51,400 superfecta that's a fact mm. you can all say oh you didn't I released it on the air. In fact, we're going to go to the tape here. Wait, before we go to the tape, Tony what? Bruno, we need to say goodbye to, to those people that are watching on Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope because we're only giving them the beginning of the show because we are actually exclusive to Twitch. So all of those people who are tuning in. Switch, on, make the switch to, to Twitch, Twitch. Make the bitch. switch to Twitch. Oh, I think that's a good bumper, <laughs> to a bumper sticker. Yeah, is it. Make the switch <laughs> to Twitch. Bitch. Yeah. Even if you're a man, a woman, yes. a dog, it doesn't matter. Bitch is a term of endearment. Mm. In this it's case, not an don't be a hitch. Yeah. Make the switch to Twitch. Exactly. Bitch. Oh, I like that bitch. one better, I think. But, um, <laughs> you're about to fit that on the but it's, it's really simple. It's free. 
It is free, people. Free to download your Twitch. I gave follow. you, and I said to everybody, write it down. Mm-hmm. What I'm serious. What other radio horse expert or anybody anywhere on the planet gave you the five horses that won not only the Superfecta, because you had to put the extra horse in because yeah. it's a top four. Mm-hmm. So Superfecta works, $24 bet. You pick four horses. You put the numbers in, and it doesn't matter which order they fit in on a box. So you could play it for a dollar. If you had the right order, but nobody's that good. Yeah. Where you pick the right order of finish, then it's only a dollar and you win 51400 So I take four horses and then do a box, which is $24, a combination of the four horses. Yep. If you want to add a fifth horse, which I have done every single year that I've been betting on Superfectus, especially in the Derby, where you can get that big payout if you get one of the long shots in. Yeah. I didn't do it this year. I bet all these four horse Superfectus, even though I went on the air and told everybody to mix it up. And I gave the five horses that if you boxed them, you would have won on a $120 bet now. Because when you add the fifth horse, it's no longer $24. Mm-hmm. It's $120. So then you say, would you risk $120 with the chance of winning $51,400? And who would say no? Of course, you didn't know before, but I did. And that's why I released it. So I want to play this tape, Robin. I want to play this tape. Because people, even Dean and all these other people who give me crap about my horse racing knowledge, anybody who's been following me for the decades that I've been doing this, I'm not a horse expert, but when it comes to the Triple Crown races, I study, Mm. I talk to experts like Hank Goldberg, who knows his shit. I don't just, you know, everybody makes picks, every newspaper, and there's a lot of good horse guys who do this for a living every day. For sure. And they're really damn good at this. Mm -hmm. You know, they they look at all the charts and stuff, and even they get it wrong because horse racing... You know, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. And so we know the good horses. We know the horses to, to cross out. So then, on the air on Friday, my old producer, he's not old, we're the same age. Down. Wait a minute, Robin, hang on. Hang on, I know. You Sorry. Started it. It's, I started it without meaning to. Sorry. So I was telling everybody, on Friday, I will release my Kentucky Derby locks. Mm. Everybody wanted them Tuesday and Wednesday. I said, I'm not, you know, give them out on Tuesday and Wednesday. The favorite got scratched on Wednesday. Then the 11 horse got scratched. So you don't make picks on Wednesday if you're a real expert. You let the horses marinate. And then you turn them over a little bit. And then you let them marinate a little bit more. And you see if everybody's okay. And then Friday, John Martin, who was a, an old, old friend since the 80s. We worked together. He's been at ESPN forever. He produces the NBA on ESPN radio. So he was in town. We went to dinner Friday. He was in town to do the game on Sunday with P.J. Carlissimo and Mark Kestitcher on ESPN radio. Excellent, excellent team. So, John, I said... He's, he was flying in from New York. He was going to be here for the weekend. I said, why don't you come to the wine cellar like I invited you? Yep. You ready to keep writing these down? And then we, uh, we got to the end of the show at 4 o'clock Friday. We went overtime a little bit. So I had all these anxious people. Why didn't you, why didn't you release the locks? Come on, give them to me. So I told everybody to pay attention and write them down, including John Martin. So I want everybody out there to listen to what I said on Friday, approximately 4.01 p.m., on May 3rd, this is what I said on the show, and it cannot be denied. This is not edited. This is not a trick. This is what I told you to do. And all of you morons who didn't do it, including myself, you would be $51,000 richer for this free tip. You ready, Chief? You're writing these down? Oh, hold on. You're super fact winners. I'm jumping on the Tacitus bandwagon too. Sounds like deal or no deal. It is. That's what it is. It's the thinking music. 
<laughs> now, just just to keep things, I'm going to put the eight in, in in theme. Even though that's in the background, I'm just you have any start, yeah. You have any horse music? I'm just going to start you off with this. Yeah, that's right. In the Kentucky Derby, and down the stretch they go. War is another term used to describe the great uh, Dave Johnson, the voice of the Kentucky. The horse can... <laughs> there you go. And now, approaching the starting gate at Golden Gate Fields. I'm going to take the here's, the... here's the mix, Chief. Write it down. Eight. The eight horse, Tacitus. Again, these are boxes. I'm not picking a straight-out winner because you don't make any money on that crap. Eight, five. You put the eight and the five in there. Eight, five. The five horse, of course, is improbable. The favorite. One of the Bob Baffert horses. Then you're going to put in the 13 horse, Code of Honor, Shug McGahee's horse. You a big Shug McGahee fan? Yeah, he's been quiet. I mean, in, in terms of the, you know, the the big stakes, I think he's been quiet. Yeah, he's for never a while. won a Derby. Right. He's a good Irish guy. Yeah. And Hank Goldberg knows him, and Hank's gotten some good words about this horse. But he had a he had a run there. Yeah. in nineties was yep. it that he? But had, he never won. He still has not right. won a Derby. So he got eight, five. 13, 16, and then I'm going to throw in 20. So Hank Goldberg and I are pretty much on the same wavelength here. So 8, 5, 13, 16, 20. You got that? Box it. 8, 5, 13, 16, 20. There you have it. That was on the air. I told everybody to write it down. How many times did I repeat those numbers, Robin? At least, I mean, several. There were two there. At least four or five. I'm going to say at least four times documented. And so I gave it out. I wrote it down on a piece of paper like this. It has a little lucky shamrock on the top, right? Four-leaf clover. Yep. I took that to the turf club on Saturday. Robin and I had to go up and bring the squirrels back to the uh, refuge. We released the squirrels back so that they can be for the last couple of months before they're released. Rehabilitated better, yeah. We saved these squirrels. Robin was breastfeeding them th- every three hours <laughs> on the, live on the air. We were Jesus. milking the squirrels. Those teeth were starting to get painful, man. And so, <laughs> so Saturday, so Saturday, we'll get up Saturday morning. We'll take the squirrels up into the park, into this great facility called the... Uh, Schuylkill Wildlife Schuylkill Center. Wildlife Center. And they take animals that have been injured. Birds, pigeons, not home, not pets, not people's pets. Mm-hmm. But like a deer or something gets hurt. You know, and it can be saved. They take them over there and they rehabilitate them and release them back to the wild. Sure. So we've been doing this. We support that kind of stuff. So we do it. And then we get back and I said, let's go right to the turf club. Right there near the sporting complex. They're building a big casino across the street. But that horse track has been their OTB. Now they do sports betting. So we go in there. I have my papers. Robin took pictures of me. I did. With the actual. This is not the one that I brought with no. me. But it was this exact pad where I wrote down 8, 5, 13, 16, 20. Said I was going to play it in a superfecta box. I always do five horse supers. Always. Every single year, except this year. So I sit down. Then Luigi comes in, and I'm not blaming him. I don't want him to think I'm blaming him for this. This is all on me. Because what I should have done is I should have gone right to the window, Mm -hmm. taken my $120 out, and bet that, that, that situation right there. Then I would have had the winning ticket no matter what else I did. So what happened? So what happens is when you're sitting in a, in a horse track or in, a, in an off bet, off-track betting establishment for four hours before post time, you start thinking about other, oh, let me see. 
I like that one, but let's do seven and eight. And so mm. you start mixing them around because there's 19 sticks stinking horses. You got to go with your first instincts. No, and I, and I had them written down. Mm. It's not that the, my first instincts didn't work. My first instincts did. And yes, I know I, I needed the seven to be disqualified for me to win. Well, I think but guess what? It was disqualified. And in fact, if it wasn't disqualified, I would we would have won because I had them on a separate ticket with a 20 involved, which we didn't have in anything else except one ticket. So when he got disqualified, I lost on that ticket. And then the fact that I, I lost twice. Yeah. And I should have been taking home 50 large as a result of this. Yep. And then, now let's go back the day before on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, I didn't do this by myself because I rely on people who are really, really good at doing this. Sure. Hank Goldberg's an old friend. I've known him since the 80s. He is the poobah of when it comes to horse racing excellence. There's a lot of great guys that I've had him on the show. But I said, let me get Hank on. I haven't talked to him in a while. Hank Goldberg comes on the air on Wednesday on this very show. And this, do we have it ready, Robin? This is what I asked him about picking his Superfecta box, because he knows I love the exotics. Mm -hmm. Exotic dancers, exotic cars, and exotic horse wagering. This is what Hank Goldberg said on this show, Bruno Nation Live, on Wednesday of last week. Super, I want to know your Superfecta, because you know I love Superfectas, Hank. Yeah, Tacitus. And Improbable will be my top two horses in either order. Uh, you know, Improbable is doing very well. He's overcome his gait problems. They're taking the blinkers off. I like that. Those are the Ortiz brothers running one, two. Yep. Great jockeys. Uh, as you said, it's not a huge factor. Um, and I like uh, Code of Honor, third, who's a big price. And I think you have to use Game Winner because he may be the best horse, but he always draws outside and he always has to run a little further than everybody else. So, uh, and, uh, you know, I'll tell you a real long shot, a bomb, his country house. If you want to go for the real huge money, he, uh, it will be in post 19. Now it's another mod horse who, uh, who has some uh, closing ability and he's going to be outside and he can cruise on the outside before he makes his move and watch the race develop in front of him. So you're like eight, five, 13, and, and 12. Uh, well, no more 12. Or 12. 13 and 16. 13 and 16, but a 20, so you're going to mix a 20 in there if you're going to do an extended box? Yeah, if I want to do the Bruno system of trying to make a fortune. <laughs> you think I want to go spend time in the turf club to try to win $27? I'm looking for that four, <laughs> five, six, maybe $10,000 superfecta, Hank. I need to make my yeah, that would be my time is valuable. <laughs> <laughs> Country house is that uh, that four-digit four number you're looking for. Exactly right. I'm super. There you have it. He said Country House to watch it. He said forget the other two long shots, the four-horse Grey Magician and the 15-horse Master Fencer, although the 15-horse, the Japanese horse, finished pretty strong. Mm-hmm. He was in the top eight. But so we crossed out the long shots that didn't matter. Hank saw Country House as the long shot that had a shot. Not only did he have a shot, I'm just hoping he finishes in the top four when you're betting this. Sure. He wins it, which, you know, if you bet him straight to win, you win a lot of money. But if you have him in any kind of exotic, you want a lot of money. And there it is. Two times on this show, on, on Thursday and Friday, we gave you, with the help of Hank Goldberg, putting that 20 horse in the mix, and I wrote it down on my card, gave you the superfecta. Here's something else. I didn't bet it, so I'm not going to take credit for this. But there's another bet that you can make with five horses, because Superfect is the top four, mm-hmm. the Trifect is the top three, the Exact is the top two. 
for those new to gambling. And we don't do gambling or horse betting on this show all the time. It's always around the Derby, Preakness, and Belmont. Yep. That's when I put my stirrups on. That's when I get my, my saddle out. And then ride Robin around a little bit to get a better feeling about so she because she's a good she's a galloper, she's got closing speed. She's a style. Yeah. She's got stamina. Yeah. So she can go she can go a mile and a half if she has to. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's not one of these. The dash. Still talking about racing, huh? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's what we're talking about. I mean, there it is. I defy anybody anywhere to say that they had those five horses on their show. Yeah. On any expert show, anywhere, anytime. Yep. That's all I'm saying. I'm not looking. And I even said to the people, you bet this and you win, then come back on Monday and thank me and give me a little taste. Well, have you put the call out? Has anyone, did anyone put the bets no, on? No, apparently not. Oh, my goodness. Apparently not. So you're listening and you're giving me crap about giving out the picks. Yeah. I got, oh, where's the damn picks? I got to go to work. Where? And you can watch the show anytime you want. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like if you missed it at 4 o'clock on Friday afternoon live here. You could have gone back later and gotten it. You could have listened to the podcast, the rerun. Yeah. You could have made $51,000 on a $120 bet. And there's no other sport you can bet on no. where you can get those kinds of odds. That's why betting on the NBA laying $120 to win $100, mm. you know, it's, it's fun, but you're not going to make any money. All right. I don't want to put salt into the wood. But go what, ahead. But what would you <laughs> – go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm taking – listen. No, no, no. I was a dope. I'm not going to suggest to everybody that I'm a genius. If I was a genius – because the other thing is people normally tell you – do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. In this case, it should, it should have been, do as I say, do as I do. I told you to do as I say, and then I didn't do what I was supposed to do because I got distracted and I was sitting around too long, and this is all on me. Mm. I lost $51,000 because I didn't go in and go to the window and make my own bet. And the one thing I'm going to promise everybody right now, from now on, I'm not going to have my friends all calling me yep. and saying, hey, here's $20, here's $100. Put it in. I'm not doing any more pool betting. No, that's it. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. I love all you, my friends, but stop calling me on Derby Day and saying, uh, can you put $20 in for me? I'm not trying to win $20, all right? Put your own damn $20 in. I want to win Super Factus, okay? I don't go to the track and sit there over every day for eight hours hoping that I win a couple of hundred. I'm not at that stage of my life yet. Right. And when I am, I'm going to go to Australia and do that because they got a lot of big horse racing down there. Yeah, Back, so we're, we're aiming for November, Tony, to go down to Australia for the big... But what, but what I was going to say is that if you did win the 51 grand, yes. what would be the first thing that you'd spend it on? Well, I'd pay my bills. Yeah? My telephone bills, my automobiles... Robin, I got, I got, I know, I've got credit card bills. I could have wiped out all my credit cards. I was just contacted by a creditor who I didn't even realize that I still owed this from when I got divorced. Ten years ago, they found me and they say, by the way, thought it had all been paid off when when I separated from my ex. So it was under my name and I called my ex and he paid off all the other ones. He thought I was paying. Anyway, long story short, I owe it. Yeah. Exactly. Now that, that would be one of them. And now we're going to have to declare. Slight. We're going to have yeah. to declare bankruptcy. Yeah. Because of a stupid. And listen, I, I said to Robin because this I had to take sleeping pills. Not too many though. Yeah. I almost went Tiger Woods Saturday night. <laughs> I was so worked up knowing. And here's the best part. But, I got to play The thing this. is with Tiger Woods. I mean, he came back from that prescription over, overdose, didn't he? Yeah, but he's, he's already he a billionaire. Masters. He already made a gazillion. Do you have my phone, Robin? Did uh, you take my phone? No. Okay. <laughs> well, here's the best part of it. And this is the last I'll talk about it. Okay. So John Martin, who was sitting here in the studio, mm. when I was making these picks and I said, write them down, he was writing them down. Yes, he was. So as soon as the race ends, as soon as the race ends, 
Luigi and I are on the phone, and then my phone's blowing up. I'm getting all these messages, yep. and I'm still on the phone with Luigi talking about the seven because they were going through the process of looking at the race to determine where they were going to pull him down. So we're looking at all of our possibilities on the, sle- on the sheets that we betted, uh, that we bet, and then my phone starts blowing up, and I see John Martin. And I'm like, I wonder why John's calling me. I'll get back to him. I finally get off the phone with Luigi, and this is what I press because this is what he was trying to say, and he left me a voicemail. As soon as the seven horse came down. Mm -hmm. Did you bet it? Did you hit it? I'm praying to God you did. It's the chief. It's the fucking chief. I'm praying to God you did. Holy shit, T. Let me know, all right? I'm going to send you a text. God bless. They have it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Painful. A man that was sitting here writing them down. It's agonizing to listen to. It is, isn't it? You know? And because, as you mentioned, like horse racing is so massive in Australia, and so we, we we do a whole bunch of multi bets, we do a whole bunch of um, box trifectas and those sorts of things. So people having, in Australia can totally relate to that. And I mean, it, like Tony will will win superfectas again, mm. but this is the second most. Uh, this is the biggest. Yeah, no, no. This is the ever. second most uh, long shot. Yeah, there's the only high. one other. The second highest. So it was a sixty-five to one. It's only there's only one other that was a lo- longer long shot than that. That is that one was, back uh, in nineteen forty-nine. No, mine, mine. That bird was a long shot. Giacomo, who won the race. I wasn't looking at this horse to win the race. No, I wanted the horse to. But be you in had the top that phone thing. call and that bit of advice, and you thought, hmm. No, because I, I'm looking for a law, and I yeah. always look for the law. That's the only way you're going to make money. Sure. I know, I'm not a guy who sits around in so a track all day with a cigar. He probably would have paid, played a couple. So he probably would have played a, a normal $24 Superfecta. And, then and I did. Paid, I paid like, we played like three of them. And then he normally pays, plays the one with a one long shot kind of wheeled into there. And that, would, that was the one he had. That's what bothers out. me. It's just that okay. it's absolutely stupid. And it's something. And uh, you know you know how like when you have a, when you have a girlfriend? Mm-hmm. And then you say, it ends, and you break up. You say, I'll get over, I'll get it. over it, but I won't get through it. Mm. No, I'll get through it. That's what it is. I'll get through it, but I won't get over it. It's like marriage, too. Yeah. You get a divorce, you're like, I'll get through it, but I won't get over it. In this case, I don't know if I'll get through it, and I know one thing's for sure. I'll never get over this, because this is something that may never, probably will never, ever happen again in yeah. my lifetime. The, the the fish was on the hook and it got away. It did. It was it was that cl- it was like he was ready to reel it up into the boat. Yeah. And he had the net and it was the biggest fish he'd ever caught mm. and it got away. Slippery little sucker. No, it didn't get away because I never had it on the hook. <laughs> I never put the hook out. I was trying out. to make analogy. No, it's me. not a good analogy, Robin. Okay, well, now I'm pissed <laughs> off again. Well, I on am, that note, I'm this is going to be such beyond, a fun beyond recognition call. now. I should be mad. The fact that I I literally almost took a I almost walked to the Ben Franklin Bridge, especially after the Phillies lost on Saturday night and yeah. shit the bed with their bullpen. <laughs> yeah. And then the horses lose and the Phillies choke up a big lead. Yeah. And, and the then sixes. I'm about to walk yeah. over the bridge. So, ladies and gentlemen. And a lot of people would have done that. But luckily, I'm still stable enough, almost stable enough, not to think that crazily. Yep. That's especially because if, if you I have, have me, which means you already won the lottery. That's what I keep telling him. Well, when you come up with a check for $51,400, Robin, I'll put you on a damn pedestal. Well, the good thing is you got the Preakness and you got the Belmont coming up. Yes. So. Exactly. Yeah, but there's not going to be another okay. $51,000 super. We're going to go to our fabulous Skype phone call thanks to... Switchboard.live. Seriously, is that, could anybody be me more pissed off than I am right now? Not even Brian Oringer is this pissed off. 
And he follows the NBA. He's an NBA scout. No way. Yes, with the Raptors and uh, the Atlanta Hawks, and he works with the Washington Wizards, and he joins us now. And I saw you on Twitter, Brian. Thanks for coming on about the new uh, Twitter is now going to add uh, enhanced enhancements, so to speak. Not the women on there. There are already a lot of enhanced women on Twitter. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with it. And guys, but you were retweeting something about Twitter is changing their retweet policy. Is that right? Yeah, they're just uh, adding that now when you retweet somebody, you can uh, include some video or include a uh, gif or whatever, you know, so you can react to all the uh, the crappy takes that are out there a little better. So it makes it easier for me if, uh, you know, somebody says something outrageous, you can uh, actually show the video and say, you know, here's why you're wrong. A bit so, of evidence. Bit I like addition. that. No, I always, I always use memes. It's easier than talking. It's easier than writing but something. But this is the thing, Tony. These days, when I, I go on Twitter and I go on the Twitter feed, everyone just replies in memes and GIFs these days. I mean, what, what, the, what the hell's going it's on? It's better people than having a conversation with most people, actually. Well, it's just... Uh... <laughs> now, Brian, if you do not know this man that was just speaking, this is uh, Duncan McKenzie McCarg, who is from Down Under, and he covers all of the United States uh, all sports. The Australians. sports. Yeah. All the Australians, Ben okay. Simmons. There's 13 Australians in the NBA at the end of 13? the at the end of the uh, regular season. Uh, we've got about five Australians in the NFL. They're all punters. Uh, no, Jordan Mailata's not a punter. He's Jordan Mailata. Yeah, well, he's, he's what? What is he? 350 pounds. Yeah, he's an offensive lineman and he's an eagle here. So we got a lot a of them. Great guy, can sing. Uh, gentle giant. Uh, he eats a few four and twenty pies. Jordan Mailata actually. Mm -hmm. so he came down to Philly for the Australian Heritage Night actually, and they wheeled him out there to ring the Liberty Bell. But here, he's there. Cameron Johnson, he's here. He's mm -hmm. the punter for the yep, Philadelphia Eagles. Exactly. And obviously, Jonah Bolden. Um, now, Brian, when you, when you scout, obviously, the NBA is universal now. So when you scout for teams, do you do the Euro trips and the Australian trips, or you just focus on college kids in the U.S.? No. So what I did for those teams really was uh, advanced scouting. So what that is, is it's pretty much I'm a, I'm a spy on uh, – their upcoming opponents. So can you say spy? Wait a minute. The, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Brian. Can you say spy? Because apparently that's a bad word now. We call this enhanced surveillance because apparently spying is now <laughs> a bad word. We can't use that anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Enhanced surveillance completely <laughs> legal. But uh, yeah, if say the Raptors were going to play the uh, the Nets in a few days, I'd go watch uh, the Nets for them and pretty much just watch. Kenny Atkinson the whole time and, and just steal the play calls. So it's it's honestly pretty simple, but that's uh, that's the advanced scouting that I did in the league and what uh, every team in the league does it. And you get a credential, you sit right there on press row. But really? uh, yeah, that job is literally just uh, getting the play calls. But overall, you know, I was in the league seven years, so just just watched a crap ton of basketball. You know, three NBA games probably every single day, a whole bunch of college evaluation. So. Really, my whole life for the last uh, 10 years almost has just been, you know, at the high, highest levels of, uh, of basketball. Because in Australian sport, we have closed sessions, right? And they close them off to the media. They close them off. They don't let anyone out. So basically, when you get to grand final week for Australian football, it's a massive deal down there. It's huge. They have 100,000 people at the game. They have millions of people watching on TV. And in the week of the grand final, they have these secret media sessions, uh, secret training sessions where they don't allow any, any media to come in. They don't allow any, uh, any people from, that they don't recognize with a badge to come in. So they have these tr secret sessions. And you do have this advanced surveilling or spying going on 
where uh, scouts from the other teams will do anything to get it. So they'll have choppers flying overhead. They'll have pe- uh, cameras who, from buildings miles and miles away just to try and get some sort of indication as to what's going on. And you know it works because no one was able to see that Ben Simmons couldn't shoot the basketball all those yeah. years when he was in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> right, Brian? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny. That, that reminds me, you know, obviously, like I said, what I did was, was totally uh, above board and, and normal in the NBA, but there are actually examples of uh, some teams, you know, doing whatever it takes. I think uh, Pat Riley used to be famous for in Miami, you know, teams would have uh, shoot-around, like, uh, in the morning, they'd have a walkthrough before the game, and uh, teams would always have to go make sure that uh, Miami, you know, had all their cameras off because apparently some of the overhead uh, uh, cameras Miami had a tendency to you know accidentally leave on and then the uh, Pat Riley coaching staff was able to kind of you know see some of the plays that you were walking through for the game see what the game plan was going to be so th- there is definitely a uh, you know an espionage type uh, element that you always have to be be aware of and be concerned of I think probably in any sport and uh, you know that doesn't surprise me at all we're talking with Brian uh Brian Oringer, you could follow him at Scout with Brian. Scout with B E R Y A N. Scout with Brian on Twitter. Follow him. So you obviously watched what we all watched yesterday here in Philly. We were there. We saw I was standing around in the baseline doing warm-ups. Ben Simmons was out there early and he was making all kinds of threes and he from was. one side. Yeah, he on, on the left side of the floor, he was able to hit them. On the right side, he couldn't hit anything. None. At the top of the key, he was hitting, but he couldn't hit. And I, we were talking to a couple people there saying that the, the ball, he still shoots in a funny way where the ball rotates in a different direction. Right, yeah. he has a spin on the ball. So when he's on the left-hand side, the spin works in his favor because it banks nicely. But on the right side, it shoots it off to the other direction. Yeah, we actually went live on our Instagram and, mm. uh, and on Twitch. Mm. We were showing people Ben Simmons shooting. And it's, it's legal, it's not syrup, it's not spying like Brian does. Mm-hmm. You know, the media's allowed on the floor. Yeah. And he was out there working with a couple of coaches yeah. on his shooting. And I'm saying, wow, he's nailing everything. And then he went to the other side of the floor, which was the, no, on the right side of the floor, he was having trouble. When he went over to the right side, right. The other he couldn't hit anything. Yeah. When he was in the center, in the, at the top of the key or inside the painted area, mm. or on the other side, almost at three-point land, he was hitting everything. Yeah. And so, obviously, he, whatever he's doing, he, he can shoot the ball. Mm. But then when he gets into a game-time decision, Confidence. He, he never goes into the, I mean, other than dunking, mm. he really doesn't shoot the ball in the paint. Can you, under, can you explain that, Brian? Is that something like Shaq back in the day couldn't make free throws, and they would bring in the best free throw shooters off-season? It's like a golfer, like yeah. Charles Barkley. You know, he has all these great golf pros. Helping, but then you always go back to what you, your body tells you to do, yeah. even though the coach is telling you to do something different. Is it, is it the point where Ben Simmons will never learn how to shoot because of what he learned as a kid? Or is it something he can eventually get good at? Yeah, no, it's funny you mentioned Shaq because I actually was going to use that for the example of, uh, you know, they say Shaq in, uh, in practice and working with coaches and all of it would shoot like 85% from the free throw line and then he'd come out in the games and shoot, you know, 50%. So I think that's just more and more proof it's, I mean, it's so psychological. You know, you, you look at any NBA player, you know, they probably can make 85, 90% of their, you know, open, uncontested shots, you know, just, just shooting around like, like you saw Simmons doing yesterday. And then, uh, you know, Simmons obviously isn't, isn't nearly the shooter of, of a lot of guys in the league. So even if he shoots 50, 60% in practice, that'll, you know, then translate to, to 30%, you know, spot up shooting in the games. And yeah, I mean, it is shots a long, long way away. I, I, a lot of people think he's actually probably a righty and maybe should be shooting with his right hand. I, I personally 
you know, think it's going to be a really long time, uh, if ever, you know, before he really has a serviceable uh, jump shot. But I've been on record, too. You know, I've said there's a lot of people talking nonstop about his jumper. And, and you know, there's the same thing they said about Giannis. And, and Giannis shoots the ball a little better now. But for the most part, he still plays the same way. He gets to the basket relentlessly. You know, he makes plays for his teammates. He just plays with a huge motor. You know, I think Simmons is still uh, nearly an all-star level player, and I think he's still a great, great piece, you know, whether he develops a jumper or not, to be honest with you. I think for them it's it's far more important that Embiid honestly be able to make, uh, you know, those shots since he's much closer to being a really, you know, a decent shooter at like 30% from three. I, I think he needs to really, really work on that and, and make that a big part of his game. And uh, I think that's a lot more likely to happen than, uh, than Ben, you know, ever really developing a reliable jumper. Well, the thing is, Brian, Ben Simmons is being mentored by the great LeBron James. And it's a fact, not a, well, I'm, I'm not saying that LeBron was as bad as Ben uh, this early in his career, but obviously LeBron's jump shot wasn't amazing when he started. And I'm sure if there's a way in which that Ben can learn how to shoot the ball from one of the greatest players of all time, one of the most clutch players of all time in LeBron James, surely that can help him in his development. Yeah, you know, you hear mixed things. I mean, obviously, you know, I'd never put it past him. It's all going to be about how hard he's going to work on it and, and you know, who he's going to work with. And if he, they're going to do the right things, I just, yeah, I mean, watching it, it's a, it's a really clunky shot with the, you know, might look decent in warm-ups, but doesn't look good at all when he uh, when he breaks out in games. So, yeah, I mean, I, five years down the line, I mean, if he really works religiously on it, I, I wouldn't put it past him. And LeBron's a good example of of a guy early in his career who you know was played similar defenses, played seven eight feet off him, and just dared him to shoot. And and now you can't do that anymore. So, yeah, it, it's definitely possible. But you, you hear some mixed things. I mean, I've heard Ben, you know, isn't the hardest worker in the world. Uh, his career so far so maybe that's kind of why we're at where we are now with his shot but uh you know he's still young enough to turn it around and and hopefully over the next couple of seasons really you know devotes himself to it completely and uh i would love to see him develop it i just you know how it looks right now i definitely wouldn't uh wouldn't bet on it for sure i think the biggest scout the sixers need now in this series is a team doctor I mean, uh, somebody just follows Joel Embiid 24-7 to make sure that he doesn't get gastroenteritis by eating the wrong food. Mm. Then he comes out and has that monster game where he was flying around in game three, and everybody's, oh, Embiid and Joel Embiid. Mm. And then, boom, fast forward to Sunday morning, he's getting injections because he's got flu symptoms. It's just bizarre. And listen, I know people are going to rip Embiid. The guy was trying, but I saw it in warm-ups. He looked shot. I said to Robin, Mm. we're standing there, and he came out, and he was doing some turnaround jumpers with some coaches. And I said, he doesn't look good no. and then i said it right before they came out i said there's something wrong with Embiid," and i knew that and i when you saw him playing mm-hmm. especially at the end four minute mark games tied at 85 turns the ball over twice in a row once on a once on a turnover and then on a on a uh, on a travel call yeah in a tie game yep. and you knew then that that's all they needed that's all you know the toronto raptors i mean Kawhi leonard is doing things that have never been done do you realize that i got this stat i don't know if you saw this uh, Brian, I saw it on one NBA site this morning. Kawhi Leonard is averaging 38 points per game, shooting 62% in this series so far. Michael Jordan averaged over 35% on, on a 60% shooting. That was his best in a se- any series in his career. 35% shooting, 60%. 33, 35 points per game. I'm sorry. He averaged over 35 
and he had to, and he was shooting 60%. Only one time Michael Jordan did that. LeBron James has never done that. Kobe Bryant has never done that. Kevin Durant has never done that. So you're talking about some of the greatest players ever. Never yeah. have had 38 points, never averaged 38 points a game or 35 points a game shooting 62% from the floor. It's remarkable. I mean, it's just that this guy is unstoppable, man. And the fact that Kyle Lowry yeah. stepped up yesterday, both of his pain-in-the-ass game yeah. and, his, and his basketball game, and they got stuff from other guys, too. Yep. I mean, that, that was the that was the deal. Because if you got Embiid with nine points and Ben Simmons getting 10, mm. and the 10 came, the last two points came in garbage time in the last minute, yep. there's not, they're not going to win this series. Are they going back to Toronto? Yeah, you know, I, yeah, Kawhi's a killer. I mean, for sure. He, he's an alpha dog, and, you know, he's had a lot of those MJ comparisons lately, and he's he's proven them to be uh, not the craziest thing in the world. I mean, he's got a lot of that kind of fadeaway game, that elbow just killer game, ISO threes. He, he does it all. I mean, he's unbelievable, and he's he's the best player in the series by far. But uh, to be honest, I, I picked Philly, you know, in seven games at the start of the series, and I did that because I think they just have – you know, more horses. That, that's their advantage in the series. You know, Kawhi has Lowry and Gasol have a tendency to, to disappear a little bit. But, uh, you know, when you got Butler, Harris, Embiid, Simmons, you know, you got a lot of guys that play with force and can really, you know, get to the basket, get their own shot in the mid range, you know, hit threes. You got JJ, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, Philly right now, it's a, it's a two out of three. I thought they missed a great opportunity to, uh, to go for the jugular, you know, last night. That's that's what a, a young team doesn't really understand. You know, I thought they had a few opportunities, second, third quarter, to really, you know, go for the knockout punch, and they just uh, didn't do it. You know, but now you got two chances. You look at it, two chances to win in Toronto. You still got a, a great, great chance to win the series, and uh, I, I still think they will, to be honest. Just because, again, I think uh, Kawhi is doing absolutely everything, but he. You figure he has to slow down a, a little bit at some point, and, and that's when hopefully, you know, Embiid can pull out another couple really good games and Harris and Butler and those guys. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a great series to watch, and I, I think it'll I think it'll go to seven ultimately. But uh, Philly definitely needs, you know, all their stars to play well because that's their, uh, their theoretical advantage is, is their depth in the series. I remember when we were all worrying about whether Embiid's knee would hold up. Yeah. Now we're worrying about whether his bowels hold up, whether yeah. his sinuses hold up. And it's a shame because he's an unbelievable player. He's a phenomenal player. And the concern's it. always been about his lower body. Now it's about, you know, mm. the shits one day, and yeah. then uh, then yesterday he's got the flu. I hope he doesn't get the measles. I mean, that's the sad part because you want to see this guy playing the way he did the other night. Mm. And it was it was health-related. I don't think he was making an excuse. He was coughing and wheezing in the, oh, yeah. in the locker room after Afterwards the in the locker room, he had a certain pallor about him, and he did not look good. By the way, Brian, you were getting lots of love on our Twitch chat room. Um, slick Poker. Um, slick Poker? He, yeah, wow. Slick Poker. I know her. No. Um, says that uh, just just quick love. He also has a follow up question, but he goes. He said that this guy you uh, is on pace to be the top basketball analyst on Twitter. Wow! Look at that. Uh, wow. Yes. Very so, fun. is that your agent? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I slipped him a few bucks yeah. before. Slick Poker also has a question for you. He says, "Do you think Embiid and Simmons are great complements to each other? I feel like Simmons may do better with a big man who rolls hard and plays above the rim. Maybe a Capella type." Clint Capella, and then with all due respect, is no Joel Embiid. Agreed. Yeah. No, I. I uh... I don't see that completely. I mean, I like Capella a lot as a player, but 
you know, what Capello is really is he's just a, a roll man lob guy. And that's, that's great with Harden who makes you go uh, over every single screen. And uh, you know, it, when the big man steps up to Harden, he throws that lob to, uh, to Capella. But the issue with Simmons is, you know, like you guys mentioned, not having the shot means that defenders can go under pretty much every pick and roll. And uh, when you do that, that means the big man never has to step up to Simmons and there's no, you know, no real opportunity to get a lot of lobs that way. So I, at least until Simmons has a jumper, I don't really see a guy like Capella. I, I think Embiid is a good, good fit theoretically, you know, being able to, you know, have a big post game, obviously, and just, you know, make those spin moves from the top and finish at the basket and, and do all he does. But uh, like I said, yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for, for Philly's development to be uh, an elite team, you know, is, is Embiid being able to, uh, to really make shots consistently from the outside and, even Butler, because like I said, I, I think just looking at it realistically, I, I think Simmons, you know, probably needs a team kind of like Giannis has built around him. I think he needs a lot of space, like they gave him with uh, with Lopez and with Middleton and and those guys. I think that's the best team for for Simmons. Um, you know, so Philly obviously doesn't have that exactly, but uh, their player development, I think, should be focused on really just developing Embiid shot, uh, making Butler, you know, as good as he is as an ISO player, able to to hit threes a little bit more too, kind of like Kawhi does. And, uh, yeah, I, I think they're on, I think they're on the right track and have the right group, but, uh, just some minor, minor tinkering here and there. What would this team be without Jimmy Butler in this post? I was going to say, well, I mean, you, he's been their MVP. He's been incredible. And then yesterday he almost won the game for the Sixers. I mean, yep. he's 29 points. I mean, those other two guys are really struggling. Yep. And then you've got Jimmy who's really standing up in the playoffs. And I'm sure there are moments in the locker room or in practice or in training where he's saying to these guys, guys, the whips are cracking. Like, this is the time. Yep. You know, we've got a great star-studded team. We've got Tobias Harris. He's coming to the team as well. I've come into the team. You're both all-stars. You need to lift your weight here. and You need to really start performing in the pressure moments because at the end of the day, Butler had 29 points yesterday. I mean, he could have dragged this team all the way, but obviously in beats, he couldn't do anything. But Simmons was very, very disappointing by his standards. And we spoke to him in the locker room afterwards, yeah. Tony. And he was angry at some and of the media questions. he was angry and he was flat. But I think he was just flat with his own performance. And this is a guy who's very hard on himself. But at the end of the day, Brian, he's just very, very hot and cold in the big moments. Yeah, no, and that's that's just part of being a being a young player and just uh, you know learning learning what it takes. Butler's obviously been around a little bit longer, and I, I think yeah, he, he's proven that uh, yeah, he's a killer. I mean, he, he gets it. He's an alpha dog. He's he's the guy you want to go to war with, and that's you know that's what they traded for and. To their credit, they've uh, they yeah, he's proven he's a killer. You know, I had some doubts even when they traded for him. I thought he became a little bit of a pest in Minnesota with all the you know locker room back and forth and the going at Carl Anthony Towns, and then when he got to Philly, <clears throat> getting into it with Brett Brown a little bit. But he's proven you know that he's worth it, even if he is a little bit of a headache. He he puts up in the big moments. He's not afraid of anything. He, he you know he'll take any shot, puts the team on his back, and uh, yeah, he he just needs you know, guys like Simmons to, to ride with him, to just realize that in the playoffs, there's, there's no plays off. You have to really go, you know, a hundred percent every single possession. And, uh, I think he's, he's trying to show those guys that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's one of the first times for, for Embiid and Simmons. That's, that's when you're young, you, you do stupid things like, you know, maybe Joel ate something he shouldn't have. And that's, uh, if you're at the highest levels of basketball, you got to be perfect with everything. Honestly, you got to be perfect in your routine and your discipline. You know, everything you do has got to be, uh, got to be top notch. So. Well, for being a guest and we appreciate you coming on with us, Brian, and showing the world that you are 
one of those hidden gems, so to speak, when it comes to basketball breakdown. My good friend, Mr. Brian, uh, Mr. Duncan McKenzie McCurk, all the way from Australia, and we got a guy on Twitter suggesting that who is this guy on the show? If that's that's what, I know Aaron who it Rebo, is. Yeah. I, I know who it is. I'm just it's a joke, Robin. Who's the guy with the fake Australian accent? Sounds like John from Pottstown doing an Aussie accent. It's not. He's real, and he's spectacular, and he's going to give you a send you. I have it in my hand. We'll get your address, a 4 and 20 meat pie, which they sell in Australia. Now they sell at the Wells Fargo Center in the concession stands. Have you heard of a 4 and 20 meat pie? I have not, but I'm ecstatic. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's not 420, which they, uh, which they put inside of us. Well, Arizona iced tea bottles. That's, That's a different true. size. So this, yeah. th- these meat pies <laughs> like apparently pie. are so huge down in Australia that instead of hot dogs at all the different stadiums, this is what they eat yes. instead. Mm. And they're delicious. Wow. Yeah, yeah, terrific. Yeah, it looks oh. like a tasty cake, but it's got meat inside. Yep. And there's even, it's like a cheesesteak Tasty cake. But that's actually in addition for, I think, the Philadelphia audience, obviously having cheese. We don't actually have cheese on all 4 and 20. You just have the gravy and the meat and the ketchup. We it's call it tomato delicious. sauce. And you put a little ketchup on top, yeah. which I thought was a violation because yeah. what do I know? You this were very confused when this I gave was it the pro- And I tasted it last mm. night at the Wells Fargo Center. It was good. Mm. And they're actually, they actually have, they have a stand there, right, they where they sell it. Yep. And 4 and 20 has actually become uh, the Philadelphia 76's first international corporate partner. So because obviously the 4-20 scene, you know what, Ben is coming here and he's playing for the Sixers. We've got Jonah playing for the Sixers. We know Brett Brown's uh, connections with Australia. So let's try and cash in on this and get the exposure. And all of a sudden they run Heritage Nights for Australia. Exactly. It's massive. We're going to have Kangaroo Night. Now, there's no Kangaroo Because I asked, because I went on TV with him. <laughs> I went on him on TV with him and he said, you've got to try one of these live. Mm. So I'll try anything. I said, but is there, what kind of meat is in there? Because I'm not one of these guys who meat. buys like meat on a stick from some guy at a cart in the middle of the street somewhere. I don't know yeah. what's in that meat. No, yeah, I'm not buying none of us do. But mystery tasty, meat, mate. It's like a sausage, you know. Because I go to Arby's, Surprise. I know they have the meat. Do you ask what kind of meat is in a hot dog, Tony? No, no, I know what kind of meat's in a hot dog. I buy the lean beef, all beef ones. You go to a ballpark, you know that they're just a lot of byproducts. I eat scrapple, which is everything thrown together in a big pot with some stupid uh, seasonings in it. But I didn't know because in, you know, in Australia, they eat weird things. We right? do. They yeah. are beef, by the way. It's 4 and 20 beef. I pie. know they are, but how do I know that this is beef from Australia? Because these are made in Australia, they right? They are. They're refrigerated, and they're just shipped all the way over here. Sorry, frozen. Frozen and Qu- Qantas. When you see the next Qantas plane arriving yeah. at Philadelphia International Airport, you know that in the cargo hold, there will be 4 and 20 meat pies. Mm-hmm. And there'll be some 420 in there, too, if somebody probably snuck 100%. it in. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Or if you've already had some 420, then you might want to stock up on even more of these because you're going to be really hungry. Not the meat puppets. Those are a different group entirely. So we got to hook you up with this. I have one in my hand here. It's it's, uh, it's wrapped. Now, where do you live? Are you in the D.C. area, Brian? Uh, I'm actually in Los Angeles uh, until August, actually, and then I'll be back in the uh, D.C. area. But, yeah, you, you have me at meat. That was all you had to say was meat. We and, uh, have. Los Angeles. Coast. He's on the Thank West Coast. You. West Coast is the best coast, Brian. Don't you forget that. I live in Los Angeles. I live in Beverly Hills. So it's good Whoa, to see you. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, i got to do one of these for him. Oh, that's a party oh, foul? Oh, good for you. <laughs> I lived in Arizona. Christian Bale. He's from Australia. He could have moved anywhere in the United States, Brian, when he came to Australia to work, and he, he does his shows back to Australia every day at all major sporting events. 
that he has to rub it in that he lives in Beverly Hills when I'm in my basement in South Philadelphia in the shadows of the sports complex. Hey, for what it's worth, mate, I live in a shared house in Beverly Hills <laughs> with five other people. It's like a hostel, you know, and literally oh, yeah. like the film hostel. You live in the poor side of Beverly Hills. I right? do, yeah, yeah. yeah. I live in the, up in the, the top of the hills. Beverly Glen, actually. It's technically sort of Beverly Glen, but it's got but the it 90210 postcode. It has a fantastic view. Yeah, yeah beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, Brian, we appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. People can follow uh, Brian on Twitter at... Brian, what is it again, Robin? It is oh, at Scout, Scout with, Brian. with Brian. At Scout, S-C-O-U-T, with W-I-T-H, Brian, B-R-Y-A-N. Lots of good basketball stuff. Yeah. All in his tweeter. It's on his good Twitter. intel. Yeah, he's good stuff. He's a scout. You know, <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Let me give him a roaring round of applause here. That's excellent <laughs> basketball knowledge. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What did you think? Of Brian? Yeah. He sounds like he knows his shit. Damn right. Yeah. And see, we can say that on this show. See, yeah. if you want another... By the way, uh, Air, Air, Repo Man, our good buddy Ken Cage, says, Qantas, the official airline of Rain, Rain Man. Man. That's so true. Qantas, <laughs> Qantas. <laughs> he goes, Qantas, Qantas, never crashed, never crashed. Never crashed. Qantas, never crashed. Qantas, Qantas, yeah. Qantas. It still's never crashed. Qantas. It still has it the same record, hasn't. right? No. Yeah. And I think it was last year, the first time in aviation history, or one of the year before, the first time that no commercial airline had ever crashed. And for the whole that, year. It yes. didn't last very long. It didn't last Now, last the last long. weekend, we had the one plane going off the runway in Jacksonville into a river. Did you see that? No. And it, yes. And in the same uh, runway, there was another smaller plane that slid. It didn't actually go. Nobody was hurt. Everybody was fine. Yeah, but still, the plane couldn't stop, and it kept going. And then at the front. <laughs> like an aquaplane. Yeah, it went into the river right at the end of the runway right. in Jacksonville. We had a Russian plane burst into flames this morning. Uh, Did you see that on the runway know. in Russia? Yeah. So all of a sudden, all hell's breaking loose. <laughs> the hell's going on out there? Well, people need to learn how to fly planes. No, I think the planes are all right. Yeah. But, but it was a Russian plane that went up, so maybe there's collusion going on here somehow. And I'll leave that up to the idiots in Washington. we got enough idiots in this city who are doing damage to our reputation. I did enough damage. I actually helped the reputation of Philadelphia by giving out those picks that would have won people a lot of money if they listened. Did I charge anybody for those, Robin? Nope. Do I have a tout service where you have to call an 800-900 number nope. to get my exclusive Superfecta pick? Did I not give them out as a good person? Did I not say, well, I'm going to give this out, but if you hit this and it wins, I expect a little something-something right. in return, right? It's a good little gesture. And, I really, and we really even went through the whole thing about when you're in a casino and you're playing uh, blackjack uh-huh. and you get on a run. You know, the dealer's giving you good cards. She has nothing, he or she has nothing to do with it. Yeah. But she, you're on a run and you're feeling good. Mm-hmm. So you throw a couple chips. So we had this big debate on how much do you tip when you're sitting at a casino at a blackjack table or a craps table or even at a roulette wheel if you're, if, if, if it's, if you're going on a good run. And I said, there's no amount. There's no like 10%. You don't sit down with a calculator and figure out what the tip is versus how many chips you have. It's, it's mm. just you go by feel. Yeah, you just mm. throw a couple of chips their way, right? So I was suggesting that if this Superfecta hit, how much should people give me? I didn't know it was going to be 51000 But say someone out there did do it. And if they did, they would have contacted me by now. Mm. Prove well, that unless don't. They're not, they don't feel like sharing. Well, that's true, too. If I had hit it and played it, would I have announced that I hit the $51,400? Hell yeah, you would have. No, I wouldn't have. Because yeah, then my ex-wife would have her lawyer call me that's true. And, yeah. want, and want a part well, of that. That's the thing action. about if you win the lottery, and especially in Australia, a lot of people don't tell anyone that they won the lottery because they have all these people coming out of the woodwork saying, Oh, they do. Oh, yeah. get hey mate. How you going? Hey, mate, do you mind if you can uh, spot me a bit of a loan? I hear you won the lottery. Can yeah. you slip me 20, 50 grand? I'm really hard up right now. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. The, the whole guilt trip. Society comes out. Never comes really out of the woodwork. Trust me, if I hit it, you would have known. Your long lost cousins. 
I hit it and quit it. No, that's something else that I do. But anyway, we're having fun here today. Thank you for joining us on the Twitch board. We got the great Duncan McKenzie McCarg. McCarg. That's it. McCarg. Scottish, Irish, McCarg. Australian, lunatic. Exactly. Mm. And chicks dig Australian guys. All of yeah. our women, I want the people out there, there's something about an, an accent. Like, I like, I don't like South Philly accents on women. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, what I, does I, a South Philly accent sound like? Talk to any woman in South Philly. And again, I'm not knocking it. I used to have one, but I yeah. got, I, you know, I learned to try to have, enunciate. To articulate. Enunciate. To not sound like I'm, not that there's anything wrong. Like Boston accents, I don't like them. I don't like New York accents. Mm -hmm. There's something crude about them. There's nothing, I don't want to even say crude. There's nothing sexy about them. There's nothing, even if you're a Mensa member, even if you're like a PhD mm -hmm. from South Philly, you still sound like you're from South Philly. There's Again, nothing there's anything wrong with that because I live here. I moved back to the same street I grew up on. And really? It's yes, I grew up on this street. It's weird because it it sounds it there's certain accents that make you sound not as educated. Sure. And I and again, I don't know why it is, but but it's just the case because I don't know if it's because there's a certain alliterations that just don't sound grammatically correct mm -hmm. or the intonation maybe. Maybe I don't know. Mm. But um but, but New York even women, for example, women guys sound, you know, like Guys sound like guys. Mm. But when you have a really beautiful woman and she opens her mouth and she says, uh, how you doing? You know, it's just something not... <laughs> that sounds scary. <laughs> and that's what we do down here. In yeah. Pittsburgh, you, in Pittsburgh, they say yins. How yins doing? How yins doing? Yeah, yins, yins, yes. It's not yous. It's yous it here. make any grammatical sense. And I hate... And, and again, I cringe when I hear somebody say yous. And then the other one that I hear constantly, which is not just for South Philly, but it's become kind of a thing in many different uh, environments is the axe. Uh, let me axe you something. Axe. Oh, we get that in Australia. Oh, it's awful. That, you call that white trash over here in uh, the United uh -huh. States. We call that bogan. bogan. Bogan? If you're a bogan, you are someone who is uh, has little class. A bogan? A bogan. B-O-G-A-N. See, that doesn't sound like a derogatory term. No. Like white trash sounds derogatory. White trash pretty much, you, you yes. can picture what white trash looks like. Yeah. I mean, you can. I look in the mirror and say, that's what white trash looks like. <laughs> I don't want to be white trash, but eventually I am. Yeah. Bogan. You can bogan. use that. Totally bogan. Totally bogan. Not bogus. Of, there are no, a lot bogan. of words that are in <laughs> other English dialects that are very, very derogatory in their dialect. Mm -hmm. But when Americans hear it, they're like, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that sounds, that's, that's cute. Water. Like, that's the other one. Well, oh, we, we have water. fun with people. Like, water. all my family does this, so I don't hate my family. Well, you say water? They no, say water. They say water. 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 Not water. It's almost like a U. Water, water ice. Water, water ice. Water Because well, we say water. Right. Yeah, water. Yeah. But it's water. Water. Water ice. That sounds yeah. pretty bogan. Water ice, yeah. Acme. Yeah, it's, the, the store is A-C-M-E, mm -hmm. but people here add an A in it. So you have to have three syllables in anything you want. Acme. What do you guys like at accents? I love... Uh, Can you I, do Boston? Can you do New no, York? No, I hate Boston and New York. I, I don't hate do the it. cities. I, what are, does California have an accent? They, they just speak Not so really, no. Well, Valley, there's the Valley, the Valley girl speak. which is also awful. Mm -hmm. No, even a beautiful woman, and she opens her mouth. Oh, my God, mouth. like, totally. Yeah, when they thought. That's the Valley girl. Like, you talk yeah. about making you limp. The only thing that doesn't make me limp is one thing for sure, uh, Duncan. Mm. You know what that is? Two chicks at the same time. Man. Exactly, man. But my favorite <laughs> accent is European. Like, Southern girls, I love Southern accents on women. But when you go to Italy or Brazil... Any kind of Latino, Brazil is or Italian, yeah, French. Yeah, Brazil is. Last time we Brazil. checked, it's in South America. Somewhere. In fact, I have reaction here from a Brazilian woman who I once uh, had on the show. Mm -hmm. I, 
papi, qué rico. Dame más, dame más, dame más. She was Puerto Rican, by yes. the way. Tony, was she? Not yes. Brazilian. What was her name? She still is. Gladys. The lovely Gladys. Mm -hmm. Friend of the show. She's been on many times. House guest out in Venice when I lived in beautiful Southern California, right near the beach. Not in Beverly Hills. No, that's just as good though. I think Venice Beach. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful sun. Got the got the beach. It's fantastic. We used to ride our bikes every day. We were in uh, shape. I know. Then we moved back here and become big fat slobs, pigs. Living the American dream though. We have a question here. It's a question for yeah. the Aussie. Just call him Duncan. Duncan. The Aussie. Slam the Dunk. Aussie. Mac Mac. Mac. Two Mac. Uh <laughs> Slam Duncan, Duncan Donuts. Actually, whenever I go and order a coffee, and yeah, Big Mac. Whenever I get order a coffee at a coffee shop or a Dunkin' Donuts, uh -huh. someone literally wrote D U N K I N. Yes, Duncan, as in like I'm Dunkin' my donut. In oh, so when you put your name in, did they, they do said, that oh, in Starbucks uh, uh, too? Uh, 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 coffee order for Duncan. Duncan, hello. Well, what Duncan, happens if you go in the store? I'm looking at D U N K I N with a little. Apostrophe. But it is your, your but it, you went in Dunkin' Donuts. Now, if you go into Starbucks mm -hmm. and you tell them your name is Duncan, do they throw you the hell out of there? What are you, a wise guy? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Duncan, I yeah. got a coffee for Duncan. Yeah, exactly. And then all the baristas turn around and all their, their neck tats and their piercings start getting bigger as they look at you with anger. How <laughs> dare you walk into a Starbucks, Duncan, and, and use the name Duncan? Did you know that Australia has some of the best uh, coffee in the world? They do? Everybody you know says that? that. No, we actually do. African coffee, you got Colombian coffee, nah, forget all that stuff. Ethiopian coffee. Honestly, if you there's a there's a cafe in Philadelphia. There might be a couple. I think there's two uh, called Bluestone Lane. Have you ever been there? No, yeah. I've seen it, but I haven't been in there. If you go into Bluestone Lane, that is authentic Melbourne coffee. It was set up by these two guys that are from Melbourne, the Stone Brothers. Uh -huh. Were they Stone when they uh, said it, it came? Is this old school or is this like a new startup company? This is a new startup company. Well, how can they be good if they're a new startup? I want old because school. Because they're getting I want the best coffee in Australia here. and they're bringing it up to Australia. Yeah. They're bringing it to America. It's startup here. But oh, maybe... but I'm saying they didn't just start in Australia and, and make the company, right? No, 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 because what they found is Nick Stone, who was working on Wall Street at the time, he was working down there in New York and he was like... There's nowhere for me to get a good coffee around here. Well, I need, I need to get a place to get a good coffee. So he's like, you know what? Bugger it. I'm going to start up my Bugger own. Bugger it. Bugger it. I'm going to start up my own cafe <laughs> around in the financial district of New York. So Nick said, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to do it as a bit of a side project, a bit of a side business. What he did, sets up this cafe, goes gangbusters. You know why? Because there's plenty of Australians living in New York. They say, hey, where do you get this coffee from? I said, well, I just imported it from Australia, from Melbourne. He's like, huh. This cafe went absolutely gangbusters. So he opens up another one, then opens up another one, then opens up another one. Quits his job on Wall Street. This thing's going so lucrative. I think he opened up like seven in the first two years. He now has 36 cafes all across the country from New York City to Los Angeles to Philadelphia to Toronto oh, wow. to Austin, Texas. What's it called again? It's called Bluestone Lane. Bluestone Lane. Bluestone Lane. Lane. Can we open one here in the wine Australian cellar? We coffee. could sell them out the window. Like Robin can sit here right at the window to the street. Mm-hmm. We can make this like a satellite. Uh, we know that the most expensive coffee in the world is cof are coffee beans that have been run through an elephant's intestines. Yeah, and they come eat out the, the yeah. Is, and monkey shit apparently is very popular. Monkey so shit. So is this mm -hmm. is this like koala or kangaroo coffee? No, I'm not sure where how it's done, but it is delicious. Once you have a Bluestone Lane coffee, <laughs> don't but, ask. But once you have a Bluestone Lane coffee, you won't go back. Trust me. Bluestone Lane it, it doesn't sound like coffee though. No, it doesn't, and it doesn't look like coffee. Bluestone Lane. This sounds like an ice cream shop. Yeah, I know, but that's doesn't it? But that's why it's so great because obviously Melbourne is known for its lane, its cafe culture in the laneways. Right. So that's where you drink your lattes and, ah. you know, your flat whites and your cappuccinos. 
So they took that on there. They took the, they took the name of Stone. They took the name of Lane, Bluestone Lane. Thirty six uh, stores. Well, we're definitely one in have Philly. To try it. Now they have a good darkest. I don't go on to Starbucks because the oh, coffee right. tastes like it's burnt. Starbucks is horrendous. Their yeah. dark roast tastes like it was burnt. It's, it's disgusting. Bitter. I don't want burnt bitter coffee. And you can go in there and get an avo smash. So you get smashed avocado on eggs um, with big, uh, uh, big thick uh, slices. Wait a minute, of toast. That's, but that's like a she she hipster. Uh, avocado There's toast actually, thing. No, this is what we do in Australia. There's we do two food of them and here. beverage incredibly well. There's two of them here now in Philly. There is. He yep. said yeah. that, Robin. Hello. I, I heard, I heard there, on um, 1701 Locust Street and on South Penn Square. South Penn Square. That's the one to go to. All right. We can go to either one. We're going to have yeah. to try that. Um, Trevor from the 203 out in uh, in Cincinnati. No, actually, he's in in, uh, in Pennsylvania, right? What's 203? 203. Because he actually sent us a DM, a very nice DM over the weekend. Yes. About how we always listen to the show, listen to me over the years, and we've helped him get through some tough times. And that's why we're here. We're having a good time. We want everybody to enjoy it. And it's because of you um, that he's now gone into... Connecticut, that's right. Sports uh, sports radio, and he has his own podcast. Exactly. He's up in Connecticut. Have you been to Connecticut? I have. Yeah. Why? Well, the Basketball Hall of Fame is actually Mm -hmm. in Springfield, Massachusetts, but it's yeah. right on the Connecticut, Massachusetts. So when I worked at ESPN, when you go to the Hartford Airport, yeah. it's actually in Massachusetts. Yeah. And then the Basketball Hall of Fame, not the NBA Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Just like in Canton, Ohio, it's not the NFL Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's the Pro Football Hall of Fame because they have athletes who play football all over, men, women. And then in the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Mass., it's European players. I mean, they recognize yeah. basketball from all over the world. 100%. And obviously, I was doing a couple of interviews during the NBA Finals last year, and I think it was last year that Doris Burke was inducted into the Basketball Hall yep, of Fame. absolutely. And I interviewed her about that, and she said that was probably the greatest thrill in her life, getting inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield. And, and people have- don't realize it's so close. It's on the Connecticut-Massachusetts line. Yeah. When you go to the Hartford Airport, Hartford technically – is on the Massachusetts state line. State line. Yeah. So a lot of people who live up in Connecticut, in Bristol, when I worked at ESPN, right. it was a short ride to go up there and check out the Basketball Hall of Fame. I, I recommend it. It's a and great what's break. in Hartford? Because I've, I've been there a couple of times, and it just seems like, what's the industry there? What's it going on It used to be there? insurance. It was like the insurance capital, Hartford, and all the... Uh, Hartford now has... Uh, they have the Whalers. Remember, it was a WHA hockey team. Yep. A lot of basketball, but... And the WWE colleges or schools up there? Well, Trevor from the 203 chimes in saying there's absolutely nothing. There. I know. I didn't there's want to be mean. I mean, uh, it's, it's pretty much where you stop between New York and uh, Now, and we have a lot Boston, of people chiming Boston. in on the accent thing. Um, Brendy says that the Southern accents are fantastic. Now, see, or Southern, women. Well, and no, some guys. I mean, country guys have that country flair to And I know that Australians hard. love girls who have the Southern American accent. Oh, yeah. yeah like, Not the South Philadelphia accent. The Southern drawl. The oh, Southern yeah. drawl. The Carolinas. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Yes. We're very genteel. I, you yeah. know, the Brazilians, though, they've got, they've got the market corner. You've got Brazilian coffee and Brazilian waxing. I mean, you can't get any better than that. I mean, those you pretty much have <laughs> okay, the two most important things in the world now. now Brazilian coffee and incredible and beaches. Have you been to Rio before? Yes. Rio is up there with one of the greatest cities in the world. And I've been to probably about 50 countries. But if you go to the beaches of Rio, I went there for the FIFA World Cup. Your, did you wear the Matt thong? Did you wear yeah, like the Matt thong? thong? Yeah, I wore my Borat mankini. Oh, this is uh, beautiful. Have you seen those ones that just sort of, they like clip on? They're sort of a strap-on mankinis? That's becoming a thing. I was in South Beach in Florida and I saw two guys coming out of the water with one of those things on. I'm like, bloody hell, put it away, would you? I can't even figure out how it stays up. Yeah. It's sort of a... You're talking about the mankini, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, we have a question for you regarding the Australian accent. Uh, yes. Slick Poker is very active today. Yes, he is. Slick. Uh, um, my buddy from Brisbane would always refer, refer to himself as we instead of I when he was telling stories about himself. It really bothered me. Yeah, yeah. It happens all the time. You so know. Sort of big noting yourself, you know. Uh, so, we were there, you know. Who? So What's wrong with just, saying we were there? No, but it was just him. Oh. He's so talking, talking about person. himself like a collective. Yeah, so like big oh, okay. so, we ca- so you talk about yourself as if you have a constant posse with you. Is yeah, that exactly. Is yeah, that, it's a bit it, of a big noting thing to do. Uh, you know what I mean? So everybody, well, it's a big noting in Australia. In fact, Australia is one of these countries where there's a bit of the tall poppy syndrome. Have you heard of that before? No. So if you're a tall poppy, you get cut down. So if you if you if you if I rocked up here to the Tony Bruno show to the Bruno Nation Live mm-hmm. in a Corvette or something with the top down, and you this was an Australian show, I'd be called a wanker. A wanker. They're like, mate, what are you doing, mate? You're getting a bit ahead of yourself. You're a bit of a wanker. Yeah. I call them strappers. It's similar to the term strapper that we don't use much anymore. And when I say we, Philadelphia, when I was growing up, when you referred, it would be equivalent to a wanker in Australia. Mm-hmm. Somebody who was in a car, you know, showing up. Yeah. They call them strapper. Getting ahead of themselves. Strapper. I yeah. mean, strapper sounds good, doesn't it? It's not really offensive. So it's like there's somebody that's constantly name dropping. Yeah, yeah. name dropping, yeah. showing off their wealth, um, yeah. you know, doing all that sort of stuff. Speaking of that, there's a video that somebody posted last <laughs> night. That's fantastic. Of, obviously in L.A. and Hollywood, and a guy rolls up. I don't know if it's a Testarossa or a, a Lamborghini. It's one of those cars mm. where the door opens up. Right, so you oh, see yeah. this beautiful car roll up, yeah, and you're thinking, the wing doors. I wonder who's going to get out of that car. Mm-hmm. Rob has got to find it and post it. Do I it is absolutely hilarious. What's happened? It, you got it. We we'll have to post it. Just, yeah. You have to see, see it to believe it. It. it wasn't a Tesla. It was. It was a. It was one of those super duper sports cars. It was one yeah. of those three fifty to half million dollar cars. And you know, in, in Hollywood, when I used to live there, I pulled up in my. Uh, in my 350Z, uh-huh. and I had people with Benzes and stuff because I had the very first 350Z black convertible yeah. because I, I did commercials for the dealership there. And he said, when I get the first one and you're going to drive it around, so people will say, and I would pull up next to Benz's and everything else, and they would all come over and look, what is that? Because nobody had seen one. Yeah. Because everybody's got Benz's and, you know, and all the uh, big SAS, BMWs, all the tricked-out cars. I pulled up, man, and they loved it. So that's a, a Nissan 350Z? Nissan 350Z. Yeah. Beautiful, sweet car, brown leather interior. Beautiful. Convertible, black. It was I'm, awesome. I'm looking for a car in Los Angeles. What kind of car? What should I get? I think I need to get. A, I think I need to be a wanker and get a convertible. I get a wanker. You have so to good. be a wanker to get a convertible. No, everybody. Has, everybody's a wanker. That's what in I mean. Because I, I think. Because <laughs> the, the thing. Thanks a lot, Tony. The thing is with convertible. The thing is with LA is that the traffic. There's always traffic, so you're always in traffic, right? Yes. Yeah. And the weather is always good, you so you do. may as well enjoy being in traffic. So I get agree. a convertible. Get the top but, down. But with all that exhaust, when you're in traffic, you don't want to be with top down because then you're constantly breathing those fumes. That's true. That's true. The only time you really but want to But you want to a bit of sun down. on your face, you know what I mean? Yes. No, yeah. I always had the top. When I had my 350Z, I didn't care where I was. I had the damn top down every day. Now, I have, oh, I have yeah. the video, Tony. This is, uh, <laughs> you can't hear it, but it's, a, uh, so we'll, we'll describe it. And if you're watching on Twitch.tv, you'll see this. Mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I can't make out the car because all these cars look the same to me. They're all the big, expensive Lambos. So they're, show, they're watching it right now, Testarossas. And the car pulls up. And of course, the valet comes out. It's a big this white. This is delay. Oh, you're no, it's a BMW. Okay, Tony, I see the you're front watching now. a delay. But so I see can... the front of the car now. It's a white BMW, but it's one of the real super duper ones. Mm. And the guy comes out, lifts the door open. He's popping it out now. Looks like a valet guy. Comes straight up. And then the guy inside shuts the engine off, tries to get his legs out. He's got oh, one no. leg out. 
The second leg out, he's leaning all the way back. And he, he, can't, he, oh. can't get out, he can't get out of the car. <laughs> oh, the humanity. And he has to basically do a push-up and pull himself out of the car. That is an absolute Why disgrace. would you bother? I got to give him one of those, man. What an exact, what a, what a moron. So clearly he bought the car the first time he got into the car. And he didn't get out. He yeah. said, they signed the papers. And yeah. He says, I'll take it. He gets in the car, and then he can't get out of it. Listen, I put on a little. I put on a little weight too. Speaking of, but that, if I look like that guy, I don't care how much oh, money I had. Would anyway. you buy that car? And if you did buy that car, would you pull up to some posh restaurant in, in L.A. Mm. and then have the valet open the door, and then you can't get out of your car because you're so portly? Yeah, because all your credibility has just gone out the window just that, in that very, very the moment. Chick all the three hundred and fifty grand that you've spent is gone to zero. Imagine yeah. all these beautiful women waiting. Wow, who's in the car? Yeah, because they do that in L.A. When Robin and I were in Vegas, we got to, you know, we were in a Rolls Royce at the Wynn, mm-hmm. and what happens? We pull up to the uh, to the venue, yeah, and then everybody's standing around because it's the same taxi line and the limo line pulls up, and we're in we're in we're in uh, Steve Wynn's Rolls Royce. Yes, I H- mean, how did that happen? Because the John it, was, it wasn't just the Rolls Royce; it was the special um, um, the, the VIP uh, one they used to pick up people. But it starts with an M. I don't remember what it is. Super cloud. I don't know. It's, it's, it's like the top of the notch. Yeah. yeah. It's like the gigantic doors in the back, and it's all wood inside. And we, you know, yeah. we were just like going to take... Maybach. We were just No, it wasn't a Maybach. Yes, it, it, that's what it was. That it, was the Maybach. It was a Rolls Royce Maybach, but it yes. was a big one. It wasn't the small Maybachs. No, the Maybachs are big. Mm. Well, this I, was I don't big. know what you're thinking of. So anyway, so John Abella, <laughs> we were doing our shows from the win, mm-hmm. and we had to get to the, to the venue for the boxing event that we were covering. Right. He said, why don't I let, have, have our car take I said, you. we're going to go out in the car in the cab line, and the cab line, cab line was like a mile long. Yeah. So John, who obviously hooks up the VIP, we're not VIPs, but John said, I said, we need to get there mm-hmm. as soon as we were done our show live in the win lobby at the sports book. So he says, I'll get the car outside. And, I just, and we're like, oh, no, no, no that's not it. a big deal. And he goes, no, no, they're, they're driving. It's no big deal. And we did not realize what a big deal it was. <laughs> because so we go outside. Maybach's, and we're walking outside. And we're looking for, you know, a guy with a regular, maybe a Lincoln or. You know, just a town car. No, the Maybach comes out. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, so we get in the you car. You got any pictures of this car? Oh, oh yeah. 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 We yeah. have pictures. We, we, I was inside. I was like such a little, little five-year-old. I was like, oh, my God, feel this leather. Yeah. Oh, my. And I'm taking pictures. I'm like trying to take selfies of us inside of it. And then when we pull up, because they there's a line. Mm. And as soon as everybody that's waiting for what it was, it we was, had to go to the Mayweather part of the Red Sea. It was one of the Mayweather fights. It was one of the May, and so they're like, "Ooh, who's that in the Maybach?" Yeah, so all and the people are standing all outside. All these limos and everything, and then and so we were sitting in there, but the 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 um, windows are slightly tinted, so they can't see who's inside. Mm-hmm. So everybody's getting their cameras out. And once we get out, they're still filming. Uh-huh. They have They don't know who we are, but it has to be somebody yeah. important. It's Tony Bruno. Yeah, exactly. And Miss Robin Austin. And the crowd went wild. There were two people. I think there were two people. Welcome to the party. No, you know who's standing out there waiting and he recognized me? Juan Williams. Yeah, that's right. Juan Williams, who's a big boxing fan. He's a uh, a Democratic strategist. Mm -hmm. He's on TV. Good guy from (laughs) D.C. Nobody knew who he was there. No, everybody knew me. Nobody knew Juan Williams. That just shows you what kind of clout that I hold in this country. What year was that? This was, what, six, seven years ago? I don't, we were yeah. going to Vegas all the time back then. We lived in L.A., so every time there was a big fight, we would just the MGM. fly over to the MGM. Either the MGM Grand is where the fights were held, but yeah. we would stay at the Wynn. Mm-hmm. And Wynn had a couple of fights, too. But Vegas for fights is the best. Is Floyd Mayweather going to fight again? 
I don't Who think knows? So. It depends. Apparently, he's running out of money, or he's spending too much. How money. can you well, run out of money? He has too many ex-wives. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> no, he makes too many dumb. If he had bet on my superfecta yesterday, fifty-one grand. But no, he no. wouldn't have bet. He wouldn't have bet one hundred and twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you put a thousand dollars down on that superfecta. You're getting like a half a million dollars out of that, at least. Hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because if, if it's if it's one hundred and twenty to win fifty-one thousand, how much is it to win? How much will you if you put a thousand down? I'm bad at math, so don't ask me to figure so, it out. So five million. Uh, if, you, if you just no. times ten, yeah. so it would be twelve hundred dollars to make uh, five hundred and ten thousand. So he he had a thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred dollars. If he'd made the twelve hundred dollars to perfect a bet, so ten of them, right? Or time ten, then he would have made a half a million. Yeah. Mm. On twelve on twelve hundred dollars. It's amazing how on easy twelve hundred dollars. He throws twelve hundred dollar <laughs> bets away. At a, at a blackjack table in probably 15 minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. He's probably playing $500 a hand. Which might be why he's running out of money. Damn you, right. You need to listen into the show. Damn right. Should, everybody now, should be listening. Are you telling everybody in Australia right now? I am. Are they listening live? Because I retweeted it, mate. Yeah. We're, we're on. You know, what time is it in Australia now? It's 2.34 it's in the afternoon. It's uh, 4.30 a.m., so it's almost into that it's morning drive time. time. Yeah. The yeah. really, really early starters, they're probably getting up now. People have to get up and milk their koalas. They've got to go out and uh, what's the what's the uh, animal that rips people apart? We did the story. Uh, what was it called? Cassowary. So ca- yeah, cassowary. Cassowaries. I still can't yeah. believe that you've never heard of a cassowary. No, what I haven't. What kind of Australian are you? I am a uh, legitimate Australian, but, but we're more we're more afraid of brown snakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so if you get are, bitten by a brown snake, oh, the deadliest snake in the, the world. brown tree. Is it that? Is that the brown tree snake? Well, this is a, a brown ground snake. And it can okay, so kill not, you in half an hour. Really? It's a little bit like the redback spider. You get a, yeah. uh, bitten by the redback spider. If you don't get addressed medically, you're dead in an hour. So the brown, the brown snake is different than from the brown tree snake because the brown tree snake is not native to Guam, but it's a huge problem because it's decimated all of the uh, uh, bird wildlife. Really? Because it's eating. In the trees. In the trees, yeah. And it is poisonous. Mm. And it has killed a couple of small children but it's so it's poisonous but it's not deadly to hum uh to adults uh-huh. necessarily yep but koalas are as pretty as they are because i watch a lot of nature shows and animal shows and science shows they're nasty well they've got very very sharp claws but yeah. i don't even mean like to hurt you i mean they're just nasty well they're creatures. not exactly the cleanest creatures in the world and they're not friendly you know what i mean you have them at a lot of the wild park reserves obviously steve irwin's got a zoo the great yes. steve irwin god bless his soul uh in uh, northern queensland and uh there are koalas there and you can hug a koala but i tell you what they hold on pretty tight so yeah if they if they get into you they get their claws into you it's well, not- I can imagine because just taking care of the squirrels and they have tiny, tiny claws and they don't, I mean, it doesn't really hurt when it happens, mm. but I have scratches all over my arm yeah. from from these tiny things. So I can imagine the koala claws are... And the sad, things about, the sad thing about koalas is obviously when we have a brush fire, a bush fire, they're all in the bushlands, right? Mm-hmm. And because what do they have? They eat eucalyptus leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happens when the fires come? The koalas blow up. Yeah. You know, we had all these koalas blowing up all over the countryside. They literally explode? They literally explode, mate. They they explode? They're full of eucalyptus oil. Oh, Oh. man. Oh, that's nasty. By the way, uh, our our good friend Bearcat AJ in Cincinnati says Floyd Mayweather is in the strip club business, and the best strip club in Vegas is Palomino's in North Las Vegas, and that's the one that uh, Floyd Mayweather... Yeah. So if you're going to go out and make it rain, at least you make it rain with the money from there, and then you can pick it back up at the end of the night and you take it back in the room, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What's the name of uh, Floyd Mayweather? Because he's getting into strip clubs, right? Yeah, it's Palomino's. Oh, that's it. Palomino's in North Las Vegas. I haven't been there. Robin and I have been to many strip Sapphire clubs. Club Sapphire's is the best one. I Las think. Vegas is probably my favorite place 
in America because it's fascinating because of the stories you get there and the history of Las Vegas. I think Las Vegas has lost its way. Uh, and this is me as That's a, what Las Vegas is supposed to do. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's thank you so much. That's excellent. You're supposed to lose your way in Las Vegas and you don't tell anybody that Let you me lost rephrase your way. <laughs> Las Vegas. Las Vegas I think would have been amazing in the 70s. Right? It was. It's been amazing. It gets better every year. No, it doesn't. It gets it, it, all the experiences are the same. You get the same parties, the same pool parties, it's very the com- same cover charges, the same t- bottle Overrated by $5,000 bottle of champagne exactly. with a sparkler in it. There's no variety anymore. You know what I mean? I want to go back to the 70s. I want to roll up in a, like a, 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 a limousine, like a shitty limousine. I want to uh-huh. go down to the Golden Nugget. I want to go and I, speak to I the agree. mob bosses. I want to go speak to the pit bosses. You know, I want I want to see the glitz and glamour of that side of thing, the downtown Las Vegas. Nowadays, it's all commercial. It's not the same. No, I agree with you because I love the old school. I love the. I, I stayed in the Rat Pack suite at the old uh, in Las Vegas when John Wynn, uh, John Wynn, when John Avello, who was at the Wynn, previously worked at Bally's. Mm. So Bally's on the Strip mm. in the top suite, the presidential suite. Yeah, I got to stay in there, and that you you're going back to the fifties and forties in that place. It looks exactly the way it did. When Sinatra was up there with the Rat Pack guys, I wish I was around during those days. When, I mean, it was, when was the first time you went to Las Vegas? Ah, uh, jeez, I don't remember. Speaking 70s. of casinos, Bubba One Eighty Two says that. Speaking of running out of money, did you see Pac Man get arrested for cheating in a casino? No, I didn't. Pac Man Jones. I have to. I Hard have to, to believe that he got him ran, ran afoul with the law again. We have a Pac Man Jones update. Uh, let me see if I can look this up. On the front page of ESPN today, on the NBA page, it says, Why Joel Embiid prefers the 76ers traveling training room to be on the court. There's actually a picture of him laying on the court. On the looks like a stretcher, but it's a rolling stretcher. Yeah. And then they can work on his legs and stuff. But I don't think that thing cures colds or... Uh, Gets you off an gastro- IV trip at 6 a.m. Ga- gastroenteritis. He looks deathly sick yesterday. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I was afraid to stand here. When's game five? You know, I have. Is he going to be able to travel? Is he going to be okay? Is he going to be out of his system? Yeah, it's going to be. I think it's it's Tuesday night. I have the Pac-Man update, Tony Bruno. Let's go to the Pac-Man desk and your correspondent. Actually, you know what? Before before we go to me, I'm going to pull this up on the other screen so that because there's video of him cheating at blackjack. Wow. Jeez. Hold on. Let me pull this up. So that everybody can see. I want to see some Pac-Man, yo. Pac-Man Jones. He's not your hero. He's my hero, too. Um, we have got it. So tonight, of course, while you're finding that, Milwaukee and Boston tonight in Boston. And uh, that one is uh, 2-1, right? Yeah, it is. And the Celtics have to win that game. Yes, they do. It's it's on their home floor. And then Golden State in Houston tonight, game four, in Houston, as the Rockets won game three. And now all of a sudden, everybody thought this was going to be a sweep, mm. and the Rockets are hanging oh, in. Welcome to the all-new Paradise Hotel. Oh, God, I hate personalities. I turned that down so I could give well, the rest I of the results while you're to, finding right. it. Sixers in Toronto. Hang on, Tony, hang on. I have too many different... So then turn the volume down, and I can give the updates That's on what the I'm schedule. doing, but I had to get to the other screen. There's so many things going on on my computer. Sixers in Toronto, 8 p.m. tomorrow night on TNT. That's game number five. Obviously, the pivotal game. The Raptors win. The Sixers are in deep trouble. Then they'd have to win two games mm. back here at, for game six and then back in Toronto for game seven. Mm. So obviously the Sixers not winning at home yesterday really throws a monkey wrench because the pressure's all on them. And as we, and we spoke about on my radio show yesterday, yeah. Tony, that if you go through and up an NBA playoff series, you're a 96% chance of advancing. Yeah. So l- last night was massive for the Sixers. No doubt about it. And you know, Huge and be- opportunity to let slip. Yep. Yeah. 
Portland and Denver tomorrow night, too, in that series, which is a game five. And That's tonight, been a fantastic series. Absolutely. And Portland's really flexing their muscles, kids. Everybody thought Denver, and Denver's the up-and-coming team, but Portland, mm-hmm. man, they, they have been phenomenal. Yeah, Jamal Murray with 34 points last night, and obviously Nikola Jokic. Yes, he's no joke. He he's is, the joker. He's the joker, but he's been phenomenal. He's a smoker and a midnight talker, too, I think, but that's, a le- that's legal where he came from. Yeah. And then Boston tonight in that series, game number four. Game four is tonight in the East and West, Milwaukee and Boston, and uh, the Warriors in Houston for the second time. You know that Kyrie Irving was born in Australia? He was? Yeah. I did not know that. He was in Australia until he was about two years of age. In fact, I know that the Australian uh, Basketball Association, before he declared to be playing for the Dream Team and Team USA and USA Basketball, they lobbied hard to try and get Kyrie, who was effectively a dual, uh, dual national of Australia and America, to try and get him to play for the Boomers. Wow. But Kyrie said, I'm not doing that. No, no, but luckily, we got Ben Simmons instead. But you know which school was the really the the epicenter of Australian basketball players. St. Mary's. Mary's College in Northern up in California. Moraga, California. Yep. Patty Mills. I mean, you look Matthew at the Della list. Matthew Della Bedova. Yep, Matthew Della Bedova, Patty Mills. Mm. All the Australian guys, when they would come to the States, would mm. always go up, and it's a cute little camp. You've been up there I've to St. Mary's? I've been meaning to for St. a couple Mary's, years. you've been up there in Moraga? Yes. Mm. And, that's, and, everybody's, and they're always in the tournament. They always get good players, yeah. but they had the most Australian players would always go there. Yeah. It's a great culture because because they get them and they work them really really hard. I mean, if you look at look at someone like Matthew Delavadova's story. I mean, this is a guy who wasn't drafted. He's a scrappy kind of kid. Doesn't have much skill, but ends up signing a fifty million dollar contract with the Milwaukee Bucks. Ends up going back to the Cleveland Cavaliers. This guy's set for life. Yep. For a kid who wasn't even drafted, so he's and just, Patty Mills picking up all those rings with the San Antonio Spurs still yeah. there as one of their veteran players totally. off the bench. And the 2014 NBA Finals series, I mean, he was a key player in that series. He was coming off the bench, he was nailing threes, and and Greg uh, uh, Greg Popovich absolutely loves him. Of course, uh, Blue the in the hockey, the Blues beat the Stars four to one. There's going to be a game seven tomorrow night in that series wow. in the NHL, and then the Blue Jackets and the Bruins tonight in Columbus. So. And Sharks Avalanche tonight, too. So the hockey playoffs are getting deeper. They're close to the second round being over. We're ready for conference finals pretty soon. And the NBA getting close, too, because we've got a couple of situations where we still have at least two more games in those all these series. Can I throw Sometimes one out there? Three. Throw one out there. Go ahead. The Boston Bruins. Well, the Boston is a sports town. Great sports city. Is it the biggest sports city in America? Uh... Only because it's not as far as population base. No, no as but in terms of passion, yeah, in terms of knowledge. It's, and in it's terms similar of, to Philly. I mean, the fan bases in New York, Philly, and Boston are pretty much the same. Yeah. Very passionate. Uh, a lot of uh, middle class, what's left of the middle class, hardworking people. You know, the people who make 50000 60000 a year, but they want to go home at night and go watch their sports teams play. Mm. It's the way it is here in Philly with the Eagles fans. Of six, in, in big, big cities in the Northeast, the blue-collar support. Now, there's a lot of rich people, too. Mm. They, they're the ones who can afford the courtside seats unless you're a celebrity where you don't pay anything. Yeah. And like then, you and I, Tony. Exactly. Well, we're media. Mm. We, we weren't there like looking for autographs. I mean, I gave a couple of autographs and took some pictures with folks in the stands. I didn't do any said. No, By the way, when they told us that we were going to have to go up to the hockey media, yeah, uh, the hockey lounge, press box, all the way up there. I was, the I was like, oh man, we're we're not going to be able to see anything. Oh, it's great I up was there. I, I was wrong. Really? It's actually a great spot up there because How you, high up were you? All, all up the, the way top. up, all the way up. But you could see it was like you the had the over the bird's eye view, and then the big screen was right in front of you, so mm-hmm. that you could see something close but up. But what's interesting, they were running the TV feed on the monitors, and because the fans sit up there too, not in the upper press box, but no, there's but actual those, seats. Right, but those were for, specifically for media, and they have that on a slight delay. Yeah, because we're watching the game live, but the TV yeah. broadcast is about 10 seconds behind. Maybe more. 
Yeah. Maybe more. Mm. And so it was perfect because if there was, if you thought you saw something down below, you just looked up on the little screen and then you could see the replay and see it a little bit closer up. It was yeah. fantastic. It wasn't even a little. It was like a 40-inch yeah. TV in front of you, the monitor. So, mm. no, it's great up there. In the pre- I don't have a problem sitting all the way up. I used to no. sit up there in the old Spectrum when it was just a seated section and they would put a plank across the tops of the backs of the other seats and that was the press room. This is actually designed as a media center. Yeah, it was nice. Up there all the way on top of the Wells Fargo and it's great. I mean, it was a lot of fun. We got we to hang the, out. You had the, all the outlets, and so I mean, it's 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 actually way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, do we still want to do this Pac-Man thing? Or yes, not? let's do okay. the Pac-Man update. We're not going to. We're just uh, we're just giving you information while you're trying to find it and pass the stupid commercials on on YouTube. Well, yeah. Well, uh, what's the? Uh, are you kidding me? This thing. Another question while we just stole for a little bit of time yeah. to find oh, this video. Yes. No, Go. I have it. I have it right here. Okay. Um, so Pac-Man Jones not only cheated at the blackjack table before his February rest, he also smacked an officer's arm, which I think that they had already talked about, that he was, but... Um, yeah, this didn't just happen, but no. this is now a follow-up, or are they just releasing the actual casino video now? They're, they released the casino video, so you're actually watching it right now. Let me go to the tape. Um, but Tony, you can't watch it up there, because unfortunately... I can see it, because is there audio to it? No, there's no audio Okay, to so it. then I have to describe it, since it's play-by-play. Okay, but you're so going to be delayed. So here's the initial bet. It's okay. The initial bet... You see, he's holding the chips. He's got the red. Uh, he's got the red. He's got the. Looks like a Cincinnati Reds. Jacket. And it's an yeah. illegal bet, is what they're saying that it okay, was. Okay, so he's being dealt two cards. He turns them over and looks like a two. It looks like a ten and a queen. So then he puts down an illegal bet. After he she gets uh. ten, he gets a queen and a jack showing. The dealer has an ace and an eight. No, no, he has a... So what he does is, you can see in the video that he places the bet, and when he realizes he's won the hand, he sneakily adds another, another chip. chip. Uh, mm. That's what I was trying to... I was trying to describe it, Robin. That's why it's an illegal bet. You can't put another chip Here's on another once angle. you see... Here's another angle. So look, he gets held, He gets dealt. He puts down a couple chips. There we go. And now wait for it. Wait for the, the hand. And then he gets, the, he gets dealt two cards, turns them over, and they're a queen and a jack. And then he tries to put another bet on top of his other bet, and then they come over. Now, what's going on? Is that the pit boss coming over to... Yes. Yeah, so somebody, somebody got word on a walkie-talkie. And so he's then he's asked to empty his pockets, and um, then he's put in cuffs, but when the... Um, when one of the officers grabbed his wrist in retaliation... Pac- he starts pointing his finger, yeah. The guy's He gets arm. in the guy's face. And then he turns around and then gets in the other guy's face and like actually hits him in the face accidentally. Or then he starts chest bumping the other guard and because they want to cuff him because they have a right because he was cheating. Now he's yelling at the other guy, pointing his finger, and he's flipping the bird in both of their faces. So he flips the bird again in their faces. And then another actual cop comes in, and he pushes. Oh, yeah, then he throws a little jab at him. And that's when the cops grab him Correct. and put him up against the wall and handcuff him. So he is now scheduled to spend 10 days behind bars for the incident and will also serve a probation period that will bar him from drinking booze for a year and a half. Wow. Wow. And he's a free agent. Yeah, I mean, he got released. Mm. I mean, he's had multiple problems, and he had a lot of chances. But in this case, you see it. The guys come over. They see that he put a bet down after his hand of 10 was showing. Mm. Figured he knew he had a good chance to win because the dealer was showing like 8 or 9. And so he put another chip down. And then they came over, and then they, he, they were talking to him. And again, I don't hear the video, but you can see it. He mm. points his finger in one guy's face, yells at another guy. A third guy comes up. He looks like he almost hits him in the face, but he doesn't make contact with him. It's when the fourth officer comes up, mm. and that's when he actually pushes physically, shoves him, and then he gets some dude and, and cuffed against the wall 
by those people. And, uh, and this wow. is what, if you fly on the wall at a casino, think of all those stories oh, that you'd be able to see. And yes. this is what the fascinating thing is about Las Vegas, especially coming here from being outside of the country, all the incredible stories and the stories of highs and lows from it Las is, Vegas over it, the last 50 years. You I mean, know what I need? I don't. I used to have it in my system, the old Pac-Man losing sound, you know. You know when he loses, when Pac-Man finally dies? Game over. That's I think it is game over. Tilt. Game Pac over Man. for Adam Jones. He go. Now, um, it's not like he hasn't had chances. Again, I'm not one that jumps on somebody. I'm not saying he should go to jail forever. He's going to be punished because he cheated. Mm. And, he, and he resisted arrest. And then he pushed an officer. That's not good. No. You can't do that. It's nope. not good. They, they, they wouldn't have... They didn't even rough him up. They just—he finally turns around and he gets caught by two cops. And look at it; it just got—it just escalated so quickly. What was it? A couple of chips, and all of a sudden now he's uh, exactly—he's in the clink. So you were talking about East Coast cities, and obviously Philly now because the Eagles just won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. The Phillies are back on the rise. You know, the Sixers obviously are now an elite team in the Eastern Conference. The Flyers are a young team that keeps changing coaches, goalies, statues. It's always a reason for the Flyers to lose. Hmm. Now it's Kate Smith's fault recently. Who's Kate Smith? I don't want to go through that again. Okay, I, don't, we don't have, I already went through that. Let's move on. Made a big Old time deal. singer saying, uh, God, "God bless, bless America. America." Gotcha. But now she's racist, and we got to take those stats. We we don't have enough problems in town in this city with crime and opioid ep- epidemics. And Robin, can please can I finish my thought? Because I hear these. <laughs> Did I say uh, anything? No, you didn't. I heard the. <sighs> and then so you know what's bad a, about assuming, Tony? What? <laughs> Make an ass out of you and me. <laughs> yes. Ridiculous. What were anyway, you saying, Tony? Never mind. Philly's doing all right, yeah. obviously, because the Eagles are still good. Mm. So when you have you know three or your four teams are good, you know the Chicago Blackhawks. But Chicago's got two teams to choose from in pretty much every sport, though, except hockey. Yeah, they got two baseball teams, so they have the Cubs or the White Sox. You know, who's, got, who's more popular? I was having this discussion with someone a little bit. The earlier. Cubs. The Cubs are more popular oh, than the White Sox. Even when the Cubs are terrible. The Cubs have this reputation that goes way, way back. Wrigley Field, the whole bit. So there are White Sox fans, and they won a World Series, but the Cubs are number one in that city. There's no. So doubt is there about a stereotypical it. White Sox fan and a stereotypical Cubs fan? Like yeah, is, it's is, like it's like in the Bay Area of Oakland. You got the you got the A's fans and you got the Giants fans. Right. Raiders fans, and then you got the the uh, the Niner fans. Gotcha. And there's on, there's not many cities that do that. You got Chicago. Obviously, they only have one football team, mm. but the Bay Area has two football teams, two baseball teams. Right. L.A.'s got. Now two football teams again. Amazing. Two baseball teams, three hockey teams. You know, New York's got three hockey teams, yeah. two football teams. And Philly doesn't. I mean, that's that's the thing about Philly. We don't we don't have they used to have the A's and the Phillies here yep. back in the day. But now, you know, everybody's a Phillies fan. If you're in Philly, unless you're something's wrong with you and you root for the Mets or you came from New York and you live here, Philly only has one football team, one basketball team, one hockey team, and uh, and one basketball team. And the Eagles fans, they're one of a kind, right? They're, they're probably the most fanatical in the league, or certainly one of the one of the their, their fans are indescribable. Yeah, no, no, there's, there's no doubt about it. This is a very, very passionate town because we have one team in each sport mm-hmm. that we follow. You know, in Chicago, you got mixed allegiance. You know, and the White Sox, they could be good and they'll stink. You know yeah. what I mean? They're still not they're not drawing flies. Have you seen the attendance? They changed the name of that stadium again. It used to be Comiskey Park. Uh, named after all the stadiums that were named after an individual mm-hmm. have all been replaced by corporate names. You notice? Yeah. Uh, back in Joe Robbie in, in Miami was a hero. Yeah. He was a sports writer was in it? Miami. And the Dolphins back in the day when they were winning, when they had you know all the great players and and uh, Bob Greasy and Dan Marino, they named their stadium after Joe Robbie, a legendary sports figure. Mm-hmm. 
How long did that last? Well, it actually lasted a while, and then said, screw Joe Robbie. Nobody knows him. Yeah. So they started making it all these. Look who's here now, finally. Finally recovering from his race. Oh, here he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Luigi Broad straight runner. I can't see Duncan. How you doing, guys? How you going, man? You can't even see Duncan. You're lucky I'm not dunking your ass right down the street, pal. What's that? Yeah, it was. Can I, can I make it an apology? It was US Cellular air? Field. Now it's guaranteed rate field. Whatever the hell that yeah, means. Yeah, yeah. But every arena and every stadium in this country is but a, 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 Comiskey a, a banking institution or a financial institution. But Wrigley's always been Wrigley, even though the Wrigley's don't own it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then uh, White Sox always owes Comiskey Park, the old one. Then they built the new Comiskey. Yeah. And then they put US Cellular Field on it. And now it's guaranteed rate. But Luigi, he's being called the Marathon Man now. He is. I, I, you, know, you know how I want to make him the Marathon Man? I'm going to put him in a dental chair right now and then start injecting him with Novocaine and asking him. Why do him, you have to go there? Because that's the movie Marathon Man. I know. Remember the scene? Dustin Hoffman's in the chair, right? <laughs> I've actually never watched the movie. You've never watched hard, that cool. movie? Meanwhile, you are on Twitter it. last night sticking a drill bit into your toenail. Yes. I did see and she's that. never watch watched it? Marathon Man. And I said to her, she says, because she, she dropped a can of Pam on her foot mm. yesterday. She's making breakfast Sunday morning. I'm sleeping off like a 15 ambient night after that <laughs> after the derby fiasco on Saturday. And I slept until noon. Yeah. I didn't even know what time it was. I had all the curtains drawn. I was in ambient hell or yeah. heaven, depending on which way you look at it. All of a sudden, I hear music on in the bedroom. Mm. And I look, and it's afternoon on Sunday. Yes. And I, I, I'm hearing I music asked on Alexa my to turn on the entire house speaker system to wake so up Tony. That, so I wake up Tony. Mm-hmm. So then, Robin, knowing that I was really done, I was almost, I was almost Tiger Woods esque, where I was going to walk outside, get in my car mm-hmm. with a nine iron, and start chasing people down the street. But actually, that's what his wife did to him. Okay, that's what he Elon went, did. I was going to go to a Waffle House in a stupor in, was- with Ambien. And then have Robin come out with a nine iron chasing me down the street. But it, but oh. instead instead of going. The funny thing is, it actually did happen. You only just half remember. No, yeah. <laughs> instead of going the nine iron route, I actually said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm going to hit him with full on happy mood. And so I put in some nice music. I made you Chris breakfast. Bode. Yeah. I, what's like, the What's the music? What's the happy playlist? Um, Chris Bodie. Anything yeah. Chris Bodie okay. is happy Damn right, for him. Man. Smooth jazz, man. Yeah. Gets you out of it. it chills. It's chill. Every single time. Chill. It's chill music. For the most what about part. a bit of 420? As I said, I, will, I can get through this. No, I will never get over this. Yeah. I can get through this. I will never get over this. So Robin's downstairs, and then she's like, in pain. I'm like, what's wrong? She said, I dropped We have a can of the spray that you spray in the pan. Because mm-hmm. I was pan. making pancakes. But it was a big one. It wasn't one of the little ones. Because we go to Costco and get yeah. like the, the 72,000 pound cans. Yeah. You know, buy four of them. So I pick it up. As and if the world's going to win. And the, and the cap stays in my hand. The can falls down and hits. Because she picked it up from the cap and set it from the middle of the oh. can. So the cap comes loose and it falls and hits her toe. And just right, like that, that bottom edge that has the edge on it hit mm. me just right on my toe. And I saw stars and I thought I was going to die. And then, you know, like two, three minutes later, I was like, oh, okay. And unlike Joelle and Beach, she was ready to play after yeah. that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, obviously that was one of those short-lived things. And then I looked down a little bit later and I noticed that I'm starting to get that blood blister. And I was like, oh, crap. On the bottom of the toe. Yeah, the very bottom of the toe. Still it's... doesn't hurt. Still doesn't hurt. And so I was like, okay, no problem. I'm just not going to wear, you know, my normal higher heel boots when going to the event. So yeah. then we had to go to the Sixers right. game. So we, we have a nice breakfast. We go, we take the Broad Street subway. Yeah. And it's raining. So I got the umbrella. I could have Ubered it, but I, you know, I was low on cash because I just blew it all away on a 51,000 payday. 
So I said, we're going to have to take the Broad Street subway. I've got a senior pass. I get on for free. Yeah. Rob and I sprung for a SEPTA key card because she didn't have her trans pass anymore. Right. Two fifty each way for her. So it's a five dollar ride That's back. Good. That's good value. Round trip. So we would start walking. We get on the subway. Go to the ballpark. We walk to the Wells Fargo Center. Go down. And then all of a sudden, we're down there in the media area, and we're on the floor, and she starts complaining about she starting, can't walk. I'm starting, no, I'm starting, to feel, I'm starting to throb. I was like, oh, gosh. I, and I look at it again, and my toe's starting to get really, really red, mm. and the blood blister is now bigger. Mm. Still not horrendous, but... You, hang on. One, one, hold up. Are you putting another ambient in yourself there, Tony? Don't you falling asleep on No, that's day? vitamin, so I can oh, make it through this day. <laughs> <laughs> that's why so, we pray. So anyway, like, by the end well, of the we're night... We're taking over here. What's going on? Long story short, end of the night. So no, we're, at the, so we're up in the upper press box, right? Mm. Now we got to get an elevator with 50 people in this small elevator to get all the way up there. Because they have fans up to that level, too, because there's boxes up there. I don't have a problem with that because Robin wasn't complaining yet. We get all the way up to the upper press box. We sit down. I start putting out stats. I'm keeping track of the game. I went over and saw my buddies at ABC. I saw yeah. Mark. John Clark. John Clark was over there. But, you know, Mark Jones, who did the game on ABC. Mm-hmm. With uh, Hubie Brown and went high on the floor, I talked to him, said hi to him. I saw P.J. Carlissimo, Mark Kestacher during the game. And then we go up, we get in the press box, and all of a sudden, Robin's got her foot up on the counter. Mm. Luckily, we have room. The good thing about that press box, instead of sitting in the seated area, there's like nobody behind you and nobody in front of you. So there's a table, yeah. and it's single layer. So there's another box behind you, but nobody's actually sitting behind you, and the one in front of you is dropped down. Exactly. So you've got an unobstructed view. Mm-hmm. But then Robin, all of a sudden, takes her sock off. She's got it up on the desk. And now I'm trying to write stuff, and she's in pain. Well, Something, what are we going to do? The, the base... That is playing, which is really loud. They oh, have yeah. fantastic. Man, they the, the, the sound man. system really sound is. is amazing. But the bass that it was, I could feel it in my toe. Her Every toe was throbbing <laughs> whenever they were dropping the. Uh, it was the throbbing, Robin. Yes, and 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 it just kept getting worse. And so I, there was a medic there down in down by the locker rooms after the game, and I asked him. Robin almost got on the same stretcher that Joel yeah. Embiid was getting on to be taken for IVs. Yeah, they were going to have a toe amputation in the Sixer locker room. <laughs> and he he told. <laughs> He told me, he goes, oh, that looks really bad. You're going to have to go to the doctor and get it drained. And then my weekend wasn't bad enough at this point. Yeah. And so I. <laughs> but that was very. <laughs> but what you did was very, very Australian. Yeah, because I, I don't. It's very to... tough. You make it up. Yeah. You go, ah, oh, she'll be right. No, mate. Robin's tough. She's not yeah. a baby. No. So I do have the video. So of... now we're there. Like, we're there. Not only was the game over. Not only was everything empty. Not only had they cleaned up the court. So, so Robin is in major pain. So we're sitting there courtside. The cleanup crew was done. Yeah. They already swept all the seats on the front row. We were, we were the only three people still. The police that were there, everybody yeah. was gone. Totally. Right? Everyone's out of Cinco de Mayo getting hammered. Thanks and I to Officer at the, Johnson, by the way. Officer Johnson and the great Philadelphia traffic people, I was saying, you have any? can you get the TPPA off my back? You know, yeah. I, was, I was doing all kinds of begging. So we're there, and it's 8 o'clock now, mm. 8 p.m., and there's nobody left in the building. No. I started up there jumping up, trying to touch the bottom of the net. I was literally under the basket, right? Robin took yeah. a picture of me against. And I'm saying, what time is it? And now we're doing our diet where we can't eat after 8 o'clock. Yeah. We hadn't eaten since the pancakes at noon. Yeah. At 1230. Yeah. So now we're hungry. Well, and the 420 pie. Well, I had only had a bite of the 420 pie. I'm about to eat that thing. I'm absolutely starving. Oh, yeah. we should do it. Did Luigi ever try a 420 pie? Man, that is thing. Calling your name, man. You know Australian icon. We should put that. Actually, maybe can can. We gotta put it in the oven. No microwave on this, right? You can put it in the oven. 
Yeah, but not the microwave oven. Oh, you can, but it just... But no, let's good. put it in the oven. Can we ask Luigi, can you put it in the oven real just quick? Just turn the oven on to like 350. Don't put the plastic in there. That doesn't give it any enhanced taste. No, no bechamel. No special yeah, yeah. sauces. Special yeah. mayo. Exactly. No mayo. No, no. He said bechamel. bechamel. We don't want a bechamel. Oh, bechamel. And there's already a there's a, there's already a metal tra- plate we, in there. We tray. have some tomato sauce. We have tomato sauce and Love ketchup. It. This is an actual four and twenty pie from Australia, which they sell at Wells Fargo Center. It's a meat pie, big in Australia. Huge. And now they're it's selling like hot dogs. It. Oh, okay. Mm. But it's not a hot dog. It's mm. got meat. No, it's for me. You it's for him. Me. He's oh, going to eat Duncan's it. Duncan's starving. You can take a bite. By the way, and, and so anyway, so Robin now, we're sitting there. It's after 8. We said, shit, we got to eat. We need anything. So, we, so let's go home. Mm-hmm. So we walk outside, and it's raining like hell. Wasn't and it? I got the umbrella. Yeah. And I'm saying, Robin, let's get it. Let's get it. I looked up all the urgent cares. They were all closed. I did not want to go to the emergency room for something like this. Because the day and the weekend wasn't bad enough that I was going to have to go on a Sunday night, yeah. sit in an emergency room. But if she, if she needed to have Buy an that X-ray, medical bill, yeah. So well, and then I, well, I have great insurance. But I, I looked, uh, I looked it up on YouTube, and I was like, oh. I can do that. A YouTube? That's a real DIY thing to do. <laughs> it is. You can find anything. You can do anything. I can do that. And so it's suggested that you don't use a needle. You actually get the smallest uh, bit, screw bit, uh, drill, drill bit. bit. So I come down to sterilize that thing? Yeah. yeah so Robert says, can you get the smallest drill? So I come down. I'm going through all my toolboxes. I bring two drills, actual electric drills up. <laughs> and I left as And I no. find a really, really this small really drill twisted. bit, like a one-eighth, <laughs> one-eighth drill bit. So I'm, I'm putting the drill bit. I got alcohol. I was running around. I got alcohol. First of all, getting home was a pain yeah. because we had to walk like six blocks to get to the subway. I said, let's get an Uber. Yeah. We're walking in the rain. You're walking on that toe and it's throbbing. I said, an Uber will be here in 10 seconds or a lift. No, no, no. Let's keep walking. I didn't want to wait outside. We go to the Broad Street subway. We go on. Then we had to walk two blocks once we got off in the rain. So it was just dumb. It was like $5 Uber ride. So anyway, we get home. And then she says, yeah, I'm looking on YouTube. And I'm trying to relax. I just want to shut everything down at that point. I want to watch some TV. Totally. And I don't want to It was to a big day. Big it was weekend. a big weekend. It was a bad weekend. Mm. So she finds out that if you puncture the toe, not the toe, but the nail where yes. it's where it's you swollen. You drill through the nail. Uh, in then. the actual nail itself. Oh, yes. Yes. So I got the nail. No, I got the drill. So I bring the drill up, the actual, my, my, my Milwaukee. I got good <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> I got the good Milwaukee 12 volt. That stuff is good, It man. was really funny because in the YouTube video, it said, whatever you do, do not use an actual drill. because yeah. it's So she you. said, I need a drill. And I figured she's going to need the drill. I got the bit. I came down. I went and got alcohol. I put it in alcohol. I was going to get the cigarette lighter and burn it, you know, like you used yeah, to yeah. do when you used to take uh, stuff yeah. out. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, but this, I mean, you had like you a, upload this a on YouTube. Yeah, I it. Go, it's already so. So anyway, it's I, bring, go I bring all this stuff upstairs. I bring the drill, the drill bit, the alcohol, the towels, everything. And she says, "Can you do this?" I said, "Hell no! Hmm. I'm the one who can't watch Doctor <laughs> Pimple Popper. I'm gonna watch somebody saw through their stinking <laughs> toenail." And then, and she says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this live. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna videotape. Gonna I'm gonna put it on tape. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweak this out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on Twitch." And I, I, and I, I said, "No." Do not put this live on TV. Do not put this live. So she gets her day. I go down. She says, I need another light. So I got to come back down here, get a light, one of those halogen lights, and I put it next to her, and I say, I don't want to look at this. Mm. So I go and lay down. I start watching Mission Declassified. Great show on Travel Channel because all the sports were over, Mm -hmm. and I didn't give a damn about Sunday Night Baseball at this point. So I'm watching 
the great journalist. And I said, I'll do it my damn self. And so I set it up. I set up the video camera because I'm like, you know, there's people that might actually, you know, be yeah. be helped might by this. I think it's useful. So, ladies and gentlemen. So I didn't use the drill. She said, don't you? I said, no. so good. Then. So you just take the bit. You take the bit. And then bit. you're like, well, you know when you like what you do the, the, when you're trying to make a fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piece of wood. Sort of, just, just in yeah. between. <laughs> you do it in between the between your Dr. Fingers. Phil doesn't give you this kind of shit. Dr. Vinnie Boombots doesn't give you this. So then Robin starts doing the thing with the drill and starts taping it mm -hmm. and running it live. I pulled the cover over my face laying on the couch right next to her. I said, I want no parts of this. I don't want to see this. Do not do it. And she's doing it, and I'm like... So here you... Look, if you're, so if you're squeamish, don't watch this. So but we're going to post it here, now? But I tell you, this did not hurt. It did not... There was, there was pressure. I mean, it, there was like a dull pain when you're pushing down but on it. But is that your pain threshold, or is that just uh, generally speaking? Well, you don't have any feeling in a toenail. It's underneath it. So uh -huh. the, the toe itself is throbbing, but what I was doing was just really gently going on the drill bit. and Releasing then, the juices. Yeah, and so what you see there is you see a little <laughs> tiny, tiny black dot, but it hadn't pierced the nail yet. And So it's so, her second toe, not her big toe. What's yeah. the second toe called? So you, second toe? Because, you know, and then you your middle finger, and then you have your index finger, and then you have your pinky. What's the second toe called? The one next to your, your toe. I, I know it as this It's one. the longer one. Not this piggy, but this one. This little piggy. Right. So the piggy, you can see it's a black. And I'm not watching this now. Ooh. Now she's already made the initial drill You've incision. Committed. And now she's going in. The drill. Oh, it's harder to watch the second time. I didn't watch it at all. I'm watching it now, though. As soon as I see, see this kind of stuff, see oh, what you do. See there, see it punctured, and oh, oh, oh the pressure, my. the relief. Oh man! I cannot tell you the relief that that. I mean, it was like instantaneous. Oh. Where? Well, the big question is, how is it now? How is it today? I, it hardly even hurts at all. Like, there's almost no pain whatsoever. Doctor Oz doesn't even do this shit on TV. Doctor Oz, Doctor Aus, no, Doctor no, Oz, Oz. Uh huh. Doctor Oz. So there you have it, folks. If, so, so, so anytime you want to go, if you want to save yourself a hundred dollar emergency room bill, don't drop a can of oil. Just call, yeah, just tweet Robin. <laughs> Jilly Bean four twenty says, "I've had that done." There's a bunch of people that are actually yeah. Like, when you go to a doctor, even, they'll do that. When I posted this last night, there was one person that said, "Oh, I just smashed my thumb. Do you think that would work on my thumb?" I'm like, seriously, it was instantaneous relief. Mm -hmm. But all seriousness aside, when you do it yourself. It doesn't hurt as much. You notice? Mm -hmm. Like if you have a splinter, and I have a splinter, I say, Robin, can you help me get the splinter out? When she starts putting the needle in to try to find it, I hurt. Yeah. Then I do it myself because you know you're, it's, it's something how, how you can determine your pain threshold when you're doing something yourself and it mm -hmm. doesn't hurt as much. But if somebody else starts doing it to you, yeah. you're like freak out, right? You have no control of it, right? Exactly. Because I know when I'm trying to take a splinter out, I get the needle, I, again, rubbing alcohol, I'll put it under flame. I make sure it's sterilized. It was sterilized completely. Yes. And so then you do it yourself, and it doesn't hurt as much. Same thing with the nail. If I had my nail situation, I would do that, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't have Robin do it. No. No way. I would, I, would, I would go crazy. I don't even like doctors doing it, but at least the doctor knows what they're doing. Robin's just experimental. I actually ended up drilling two holes, one on each side of my toenail, just because there was, there was more blood on the other side, too. I think LeBron was watching two at home when he was not playing in the so NBA. ladies and gentlemen, if you smash any of your fingers or your thumb or your toes and you get that blood pulled up underneath it, it's called a sublungal hematoma. Not the Abdullah Very simple to Medulla do. Medulla You know that, right, Luigi? It's a DIY. Yes. Right DIY healthcare, ladies and gentlemen. 
Who cares about Medicare for all? Nope. Who cares about not being able to afford a doctor? Do it your own Who damn cares about self. having That's a doctor that you wanted to keep your doctor, but you didn't keep your doctor? In fact, I didn't only keep my first doctor. I didn't keep my second doctor. So all that was a big lie. So that's why you got to do it yourself at home, like they used to do back in the DIY day. DIY generation. DIY. No, they didn't do it. They, they just didn't have it. You lived in the woods. Mm-hmm. What'd you do? Your neighbor would come over. You know, what happened to they James even... Harden? They popped his eyeball out. His eyeball pops out. He po- uh, what, out. <laughs> what's his name? Gets his finger popped out. Steph Curry. Steph Curry uh-huh. goes in the locker room. Bam! Yeah. Slam that. Bam. Mel Gibson in all of the Die Hard movies. Now, what, now, what movie was that where he kept... We kept it's banging. It was yeah, there was Die Hard. Uh, Not Die. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Remember Mel Gibson? Yeah. He always had the shoulder that popped out. Yeah. What would he do in the uh, Lethal Weapon movie? He would just slam it up against. Slam the wall. it up against the television or the damn refrigerator. Yeah. Wall, right? wall usually a wall. Rigs. Yes. Riggs. Now the most famous Australians. Let's get away from healthcare. Mm. DIY healthcare. It is what a time to be alive, as Trevor says. They used a paperclip and Bunsen burner for mine. You can use a paperclip. You can go on the streets, like if you're in San Francisco well, and you find an extra hypodermic needle on the street, just make sure you rinse the blood off and all there the was crack several, off. So there were several the suggestions. You can't be giving all out of us like that, Tony. <laughs> there were several, several suggestions that were using either a paper clip or a pin, but then um, one guy, and it made sense to me, said that use the smallest drill bit because it actually drills where you don't have to push as hard. Yeah, because a drill bit's totally made, made sense. if you turn it around lightly, it will make a nice, perfect hole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it made the most sense to me. That's what I used. No pain at all. I mean, there was pressure, for sure, but mm. I have a pretty high threshold for pain. Yes, we can, can I- confirm now that Abdul Oblongata does play for the Grizzlies, but of course, they have been <laughs> knocked out of the playoffs. <laughs> I think Luigi had him in a single one-day fantasy league. Can I just, Abdul can I, on the record, just make a, a, a quick apology to Luigi? Why? Because Luigi and I were supposed to go out and try the perfect Philly cheesesteak on Saturday. But as I mentioned earlier in the show, I had the mother of all nights in New York City on Friday night. So where did you go in New York now? You went up there with a friend. Oh, really? I had the mother of all weekends. And by the way, that doesn't mean it's a good thing. Yeah. I should have had a a Moab. (laughs) That makes you feel better. I needed a Moab dropped on me Saturday night. That's the mother of all bombs. You know, the Mm. one where they drop it and the entire city gets blown up? Mm. That's what I felt like having dropped on me. But you, in the meantime, you go to New York on Friday night. We did. And get absolutely shit. What do they say it in there? Polaxed. Polaxed? Polax? See, that's yeah. one of the terms I used to use yeah. when it yeah. came to sports. You know, everybody says, you know, bombs. Yeah. When you're talking about so-and-so bludgeon or somebody's. And I used to use Polaxed. Polaxed. In fact, I had, a hat, I had a hat made. Absolutely ratted. Ratted? Yeah. Bombed? You don't say bomb. Bomb, uh, bomb that's a bit more American. But yeah, just obliterated. Obliterated. We use that here yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Shit faced is common. Yeah, absolutely shit faced. I know that bar. the Brits. Did have you go to the food bar, by the way? Where's the food bar? It's all over. Every city has one. <laughs> the Brits have a strange word for getting drunk. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it is um, now. Blonde? No. They say polaxed. Polaxed. Yeah. I love that word. Yeah. It's it's medieval. That's when you're going medieval and drinking. Yeah. Polax. It's a basically a polax is a pole with an axe on the end, and that's what they used back in medieval days to chop heads off. Yeah, it is yeah. a great term. Pissed? Did you say pissed over oh, all the time? Oh, pissed. That's the go-to one. Pissed is a British one. Yeah, but you guys you, say you guys. pissed. You guys think piss is like pissed off, right? Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. we're pissed. So like, we had this we thing. We had this. I had this plan to come to Philly and try the perfect Philly cheesesteak. Where are we going to go, Gino? We're going to go to Gino's. Yeah, we were going to go to. I was going to take you to, to Gino's. Gyms. Gyms. 
and gyms, but then I was gonna, but then I was gonna say, now it's time to forget about all the tour stuff. Now let's go where the real Philadelphians go. Exactly, Dallas Andros. In fact, when Robin and I were taking the squirrels back Saturday morning, we drove by Delosandros up on Henry Avenue. There was a line around the block. Is it that good? Is yes, it? there was a line around Should the block. Should I go there after the show and get a cheesecake before I leave? Yeah, there were a million runners in town. They were going yeah. there to chow down. Mm. But honestly, that's still not the best. The best in the city, according to, and we've we've gone to all mamas, mamas in Belmont on Belmont <laughs> Avenue. Serious, it's it's, it's a whole, little steak. hole in the wall, and it's one of those. It's ones a pizza place, so we don't not, even know it's a cheese. It does place. not get all of the uh, marketing that all of the other places get. Yep. So a lot it of doesn't need marketing. They don't. They don't advertise. They don't need to advertise. So what they've been there since the eighties. So what cheese am I putting on my Philly cheesesteak? Because I've read all about this uh, cheese whiz, provolone, no, American. No, this well at at Mama's they use three different types of cheeses and yes. they mix it all. Only in. the best oh, meats so. secret. But it's but it's all no real. Cottage. It's like provolone. <laughs> no formanda. Robin had that out of her toenail last night. <laughs> They oh, have- you ever have toe cheese? Oh, we're talking about oh, food now. On, I'm Tell hungry, me. man. I got the four and twenty in the oven. I won't be gonna put me off my food, mate. <laughs> we gotta open a bottle of wine though, because we told yes. Duncan we were gonna open a bottle of wine for him in the wine cellar. Yeah, let's do it. Well, actually, let's let's do this. Um, I'll go get a bottle of wine in just a second. But before we do, I have a question. I I want to propose this because people are gonna have to look at it for a while. So. This is this is, is more a, toe pictures. Did no, you get the damn toe is, surgery off the TV? It's gone. Did Doctor Pimple Popper hire you to be an assistant? No. When you had one of those, and I don't like that Doctor Pimple Popper. It's just disgusting. it's the same thing. She's removing nasty fluids from somebody's face. You're removing nasty fluids. If I'm going to watch nasty fluids being removed, I'm going to go late night on Pornhub. All right, that's it. <laughs> At least it's going to be enjoyable. That fluids. did not smell. The Dr. Pimple. Po- oh, I don't even want to go there. Let's not talk about it. Ew, ew, ew. Okay. So this is, remember, uh, I think it was like two, three years ago, there was that dress that everybody was like, what color is it? Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Blue dress. So now there's the new. Did you see the new one? No. Here's the new one. I'm putting it up on the screen now. This will be on TV stations for the next week. Yes. Really? Every it TV the, morning show. Is this just broken? Talking, this is just out there? This is just out there now, and everybody's talking about it, and it is a... It's not Game oops. of Thrones. Nobody's ah, talking about that anymore. What just happened? No, there it is. It's on the screen now, if you can watch it. All right, I'm going to ask Duncan. I'm going to ask Luigi. Robin and I already did this. We both came up with the same two colors. What colors do you see, Sorry, Luigi, on the on. sneaker? Hold on, it just popped. I hate it. When Are they it already just... had it on the Today Show? <laughs> well, it was on this morning. So yeah, this is. There it is. So this is. I see gray and teal. You, you're it's seeing. Like All right, so you're seeing gray and a teal. So right. This is what the question, if you are a right half of your brain dominant, then you will see a combination of pink and white. Interesting. What do you, you see, Duncan? Dominant. I'm with Luigi. I see gray and teal. So all four of us in this room see gray and teal. The laces are teal, and then there's a stripe on the side, and the sole is teal, and the rest of and it. And Trevor is from gray. the 203 says it's pink and white. I well, rest Trevor my case. Get the hell out because he's something Wait, wrong with Ed NASA says pink, pink and, and white. white for him too. How is that even possible? That's impossible. So what's worse? There's is it better to be left-brained or right-brained? And then Jilly Bean saying gray and teal. D'Amico, D'Amico 215 gray and teal. And then I can't read that. Wiz Khalifa tell you to be black and yellow, though. Well, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. So now what's, what's, what is the... the uh, so Robin will explain it now. Yeah, so if you are um, right-brain dominant... Mm-hmm. Is that the good one or the bad side? 
<laughs> Isn't one like logical and one creative? Right. I, I believe the creative side is left brain dominant, right? That's so. what we are, right? We're creative geniuses. But we got four creative geniuses in know. one room at the same time. Look at all these different people that are <laughs> seeing different things. We make sure we got things. the right side and the left side right. If you see pink and white, we still love you, by the way. We're not, we're not judging. Yeah. We're not judging you. We don't, we're not disrespecting you. It's just amazing how some people will see... Pink it is one. amazing. And then some people will see because gray and teal. Because it is so clearly green and gray. So teal and gray. 203 says, tell Marathon, tell Marathon, Marathon. Man to, to go take a left. I will, and I'll be turning left the entire time. Exactly right. right. See, now, Ed Nasty, it has nothing, because I'm left-handed, and I'm still still seeing the green and teal. Yeah. I mean, the green and gray. We've got another one saying pink here down the bottom as well. Wow. Split. It's amazing, and it's not an optical illusion. I know. It's not a trick. It doesn't even look the slightest bit pink. Too. No, I don't see. There's no. How do you? There's how can you no see pink, pink there? There's no pink at all. Close. It's pink and it's 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 teal and gray. <laughs> it's that simple. I'm trying to like close one eye and keep one open and see. I'm amphibious you know? and it doesn't matter. I can use both hands. I am seriously. I'm I can't not, believe it. Nobody got that joke. I, I'm really trying to focus in here. I know. I'm trying to like maybe look at it on the corner. If I of my close eye. my left eye and then open my right eye, will it be different? Well, I try to do that. It didn't do it. Doesn't anything. matter what eye you use. But that's definitely gray and teal. See? Anyone in their right mind would say that's gray and teal. <laughs> no, that's a left mind. <laughs> Anybody in their left mind, right? Because if your left brain's dominant. Well, have we figured that out? What is it? No. So if you are, la la la, uh, right, right. If you are right. Brain dominant, you will see a combination of pink and white. If you are left brain dominant, you will see gray and green. So, so we are left brain dominant, supposedly. We'll create All four of us in the studio. Here's the theory. The theory that people are either left brained or right brain means that one side of their brain is dominant. If you're mostly analytical and methodical in your thinking, you're said to be left brained. If you tend to be more creative or artistic, you're thought to be right brained. So there's the difference right now. Yeah. So we're idiots. So left brain people are analytical and methodical. And I hate analytics. That's why I can't watch sports anymore. And I hate method. This is a disaster. Methodology? Isn't that crazy? So we're supposed to be creative and artistic. Yeah, this is Bob from Valley Forge. There's nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. If we may to me. What color yeah. do you see? And it's baffling the internet today. Gray and teal or. White and pink. Demeka215 says, well, I burned out the right side of my brain in college. photos on the internet that pose like these type of questions that don't use like a dress or a sneaker. No, these, uh, I wear glasses, but I can take my glasses. I don't, I only need my glasses for up close shit. I don't see black and white, so I just see the good in people. You're damn right. I'm just. I know that that right there is gray and freaking teeth. That is gray. I, I'm just flummoxed. I'm flummoxed to find out that people but will Bob, actually see something else. Uh, the fact else. that Bob from Valley Forge attempted that whole, yes. the outer limits spiel, do not attempt to touch the picture. We are controlling transmission. That is a good job out of him. If you wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If you wish to make it softer, we will tune it to a whisper. We will control the horizontal. horizontal. We control the vertical. We can roll the image. Make it flutter. We can change the focus to a soft blur or sharpen it to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit and relax, and we will control that all you see and hear on the outer limits. I should have the music in there. That was a great theme. Too. It was. So I'm going to go upstairs. I and hate get... Yes. I copied that from Wiki. 
<laughs> he just said, "Of course, but I knew that I knew the whole. I used to do this on the show. Yeah, that was the open. Was the outer limits theme? Remember? Yeah, mm-hmm. we will control. I usually control the horizontal too. But if you can't control the horizontal, then you really can't control the vertical. No. Duncan, Duncan McKenzie McHarg has been here. with us the whole show here. You haven't found out what did you think? Do you, you like this show? I think it's fantastic. It's amazing that this, you can get on the show without any ad breaks. This is this is just this is I'm I'm watching a pure professional in his natural habitat. Exactly, a you wine seller. You normally would have to pay money for admission to a studio audience to see this. Hundred percent. No wires. No, no. mirrors. None and of barely that. Barely any notes. No I mean, prompts. I, I, mean, I, have, I didn't do a lot of research today because I I had the whole weekend in here. Yeah, you did. I have everything in here now. It's still up there too. Yeah. You know, I have my Kentucky Derby. I know oh, all the we stats. can't talk about the Kentucky we, Derby. No, but we played the tape to, to verify what we did. Yeah. You know, because people are like, why am I not? Why are you verified on Twitter? Mm-hmm. This is why I'm verified on Twitter. Yeah. See this? Because I'm giving you $51,400 winners. That's 100%. why. I can smell this meat pie. Now, oh, let me see wow. the meat pie. Does it have a nice little brown? Oh, it's, oh now look. Look at that, it's Luis. Terrific. How does it smell? The meat pie. Let's hold it up to the camera now. Which, it camera? is perfect. Look at that baby. It's a beautiful traveler. Now, what does it look? It looks like a tasty cake pie, right? The shell itself. It looks exactly like a tasty Wait, yeah, mic's not on, so turn that mic on, yeah, while you're there. It looks exactly like a tasty cake. So pie. if you've seen a tasty pie, which they make the tasty cake, it's mm. now a, a lot of around the country. So basically, the shell is put in a in a tin foil thing and baked. Yeah. And then after they have that, then they put the filling in. Whatever it may be, whether it's apple pie, blueberry, yeah, all the different pies, yeah. But in this, there's meat and and what else in here? Meat, gravy. It's just like beef, like beef and gravy, and like a, it's like a shepherd's pie type of thing. Yeah, it's kind of okay. like shepherd's pie. It's but there's like no a, corn, and there's not no. Shepherd's there's not. pie has corn and carrots yes. and stuff in or it. Like a cottage, well, almost like a cottage pie, but without the uh, potato. So now this is big in Australia, Luigi. It's and huge. And the 76ers are selling this. At, at Wells Fargo Center because it, of the huge Australian... Uh, in- yeah, the so Aussies, Aussies right. are coming to watch Ben play in Philly course, right. and they want to get an authentic sports experience. And what do they, what do they think of? They think of beer and meat pie. Now, I didn't see them coming out in droves for Jonah Bolden, though. Like no, no, Jonah Bolden... No, no, well, Jonah Bolden's not getting on the floor at the moment. Jonah Bolden's in the back making them warm for the audience right. for the people in He's the stands. meat pies on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's gold. And maybe we've got to get some ketchup on that thing, though. Yeah, we'll, no, uh, now will they have dollar meat pie night? No, no, no. <laughs> at, the, at, at, the, at the Wells Fargo these during are, the regular season. These are made in Australia and shipped on Qantas planes every day. Oh, they're them here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not made here. No, they're made in Australia. Well, I, so are the hot dogs that they serve down this is Bank Park. So. <laughs> I just have dollar meat pie night to introduce. The now, how much the are these at the Wells Fargo? Five dollars. Five dollars. Oh, that's not a bad item for five dollars. No, it's up. That's you're not even paying like destination charges, oh, taxes, and this. shipping and handling. And we've got some organic ketchup here. This oh, we have fancy. the good shit, man. What's what do you think on? we are? What's organic about this? Yeah. It's uh, it costs yeah. more from our family to yours. You know what I mean? It's there we go. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get, let's get the group camera. Get that. Bring that uh, computer down. I want to see. We want to see Duncan Mackenzie McCarg actually putting I'm gonna, ketchup. I'm going to have to let on, this thing cool down because it's a uh, it's a hot pie. meat pie, baby. Yeah. Nothing like it's not a hot pocket. That stuff's crap. That's probably what uh, what Joel and Bead's been eating. <laughs> meat pie is a, that's Luigi's Tinder handle. Meat pie twenty two, I think it's meat called. Me, not to be confused with the other meat pies on there, or meat, meat heads, or meat heads on there. But people, we're you're looking live now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God, he went catch, he murdered it. Yeah, that's a lot of ketchup on there, man. Are you sure that's? Not, did you get him a spoon? Now you're supposed to spread the ketchup on there. No. Do we have the one shot? I want to make sure people are seeing this. 
He's using his finger. He's smearing it all over. This is this is Aussie, mate. This is about as Aussie as you get. Smearing the ketchup with your finger over the top and of a four and meat pie, and then you lick it off and you go. Mm, that must be organic ketchup. It is organic. <laughs> Do they have organic in uh, Australia other than the women and the... Uh, oh, yeah. We're pretty healthy down there. And the people in the bush. Yeah, you yeah. are. You, the Aussies are pretty healthy. They're a pretty healthy, pretty healthy bunch. This, guy, this is the other thing. Because if you make the, the meat pie too hot, sometimes you burn the roof of your mouth. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And then the first bite kills the rest of the meat pie. Yes. Okay. So okay. now Luigi it's cooked this to perfection. Now, Luigi now, had it in what? 350 for what? About see, now, if I were you, because nine it, minutes. Is, it is really, really hot, I would break it open in the middle, let it let it breathe a you're little bit. You're slicing it in half so people can see we the intent. We don't slice it in half, mate. No, but we're that doing this for demonstration purposes here. That's a violation. That's a violation. When Darren Ravel had a 4 and 20 meat pie and he had it with his... um. He actually, they actually get sent him one, and he, he cut it up, and everyone was like, mate, you can't do that. That's sacrilegious. That is the most un-Australian thing He's ever. a wanker. Wankers do that. He's a wanker. Yeah. yeah. That was, wanker that was bogan of him to be doing that. Wanker. Now, you know, Louis, you know what a wanker is? It's what I call a strapper. Yeah. Strapper here is wanker, and he's taking his first bite. And it's really hot. Ooh, nice and crispy, yeah. It's crispy as hell. Is it good on is the, it, is it, still is it too crispy? Did we put it in no, a little bit perfect. too long? The, Luigi's, the Luigi's knocked it out of the park. Yes, he has. But I haven't hit the meat yet. I well, that's, so that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> we have the meats. Now, I, Tony, just so that you see, I'm we're going old school Italian because it's We're going mid-day. carnivore. Look at this, Louise. We're going to pour some carnivore. This is the cab. But we're doing, 2015. But wow. we're doing country Italian glasses because it's midday. We're not. Yeah. We're not doing the fancy. We're doing Italian we're country. Wait, listen to this poor country now. house. Okay, quiet, wipe that, please. That's a good pull. That's, that's like a pull. That was, that was that's weird. like a that pull, pull, a tractor pull. You couldn't pull, get a pull. You couldn't get a better sound effect. I know. That. Oh, this is legit. That was really good. This is, listen, listen again, ladies and gentlemen. This is an actual live wine pour. Here in South Philadelphia on a Monday. Is that legit? Yes. I'm, I'm going to have to add that to the soundboard. It sounded like... Uh, I'm not I'm not touching my sound. No, I'll show you. I have a sound effect of one, but it's nowhere near as good as the live one yeah, I We're going to have to cut that for Yeah, that's why years. I wanted everybody quiet. Now, we have this one from the Three Stooges. You know, when the guys are drinking. It sounded better than that. Yeah. Now, this is live. Let's do it one more time. One more time. Mm-hmm. See if you can get it three in a row. Quiet in, in the back. I want to save this. We're going to hold this now. Quiet on the set. Mark it. Unlike the Starbucks coffee, which apparently was left on the set in one of the scenes of uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah, last night. Unbelievable. They left us a show that's been in production for six years. It took them two years to film the final six episodes. And their one job is to get the Starbucks cup off the dim, <laughs> off the table. A Starbucks cup with a lid on it. In medieval times? With a lid on it. Did you see somebody photoshopped somebody photoshopped the entrance into um, What's the name of the town there? Winterfell. Winterfell? Winterfest? Oh no, no that's way. down on the river in the Winterfell stand. and it has it has a Starbucks on one side. Drive through. That Starbucks drive throughs again. I wonder if those stinking dragons would deliver it to you like they do now on Grubhub. Did you see them all? They're all they're all wearing Lululemon and North Face. Lululemon and North Face gear too, if you look closely. How do you make that mistake? They have thousands of people on these sets. Think of how many runners they've got, like running around. Seventy-two producers, Mm. set decorators, Mm. wardrobe costumers. Well, the 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 person that it's uh, should be is continuity. There's somebody that's dedicated to continuity that looks at the set, looks at everybody, looks at uh, costuming. 
And uh, whoever was doing continuity did not do their job. It's an outrage. Cheers, first, mates. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put your hands together. Cheers, mates. I'm going to pour you a glass. I got a cup oh, of glass I can't a, reach. There's a fourth cup. Oh. oh, I thought you wanted to uh, have a taste. You know what? You just ran your race yesterday, the Broad Street Run. Yes. You're done, aren't you? Yeah. You can't have some wine? Oh, yeah, of course I got some wine. I thought you said you didn't want any. I thought you said you didn't want any. Yeah, I did. Okay, let me pour it. One more pour now. So now we have the fourth one here. We're going four for four, Bo. Three, two, one. I didn't get the clunk, 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 clunk. Yeah, no, the other one. I'm not one was giving better. you a cheap restaurant four ounce pour. No, and, and we appreciate you. Damn right, man. All right, so cheers to uh, cheers. Duncan's Meat Park. Thank you so much for having me, Tony Thank Bruno, you, Robin Austin, Duncan the amazing Luigi McCarg. Yeah. Let's give him a roaring. I think he's not done yet. You're staying till the end. We only have another half an hour. Can you hang? Absolutely. Now you're it's going to take me half an hour to get through this piping hot pie. Now, how is it? Is it really? Uh, it's pretty good. Is it? Chew, is it I actually not, had two yesterday. Two of them? Yeah. They were really good. It is, it is good. I had a taste of it live on Australian TV yesterday. You know what I like about it is that it has that gravy in there. It's not dry oh, at all. Yeah. What kind of gravy? That's it's what like, makes it. Oh, man. Look at it. It you looks know, like a cheesesteak with cheese in know, it, but it's not. You know what it's like? So it's really, it's like a like pot pie <laughs> without the peas and the carrots and the tomato, uh, potatoes. It's like warm it, apple pie without Stifler's mom involved. It was yeah. it you was like saying? if if a if a <laughs> Philly cheesesteak and a pot is, pie know. had a baby. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it's like. When I tasted it yesterday, and I did, we did it live in Australia. We did. We were courtside yesterday. Oh, Luigi. While Luigi was up doing Cinco de Mayo, drinking and eating like a king, we're at the we're at Wells Fargo Center, getting Joel Embiid's germs and possibly coming down with a major ailment that will put me out of commission for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was coughing and spotting all over the place. And I know what one of the scenes that was really weird yesterday. So we're in the locker room afterwards, and there's mm. Jimmy Butler sitting in the corner, yeah, with both of his knees wrapped in ice. Oh yeah, he wasn't sulking, but he didn't look happy. No, because he's busted his ass in this entire series. Because no one else can make a damn shot. Exactly. That's it. And I don't think I'm not saying Jimmy Butler was mad at his teammates. I'm sure he was just disconsolate, knowing that he played his ass off and he knew Embiid was sick. He wasn't making it up. Uh-huh. And I know people are jumping all, Joel Embiid, he can't stay healthy. No, he, There's a difference between having a cold and the shits and having a bad knee. He looked a little yeah. green around the gills. I said, sure. you know, we've been worrying about his knee, right, or his foot. Every time he plays in the beginning, when he first came back and started playing, it was like, oh, I hope he doesn't fall down. If he, if he falls, people are going to wonder, can he get back up? Mm. And we do that with all athletes when they come back from major surgery. Well, Carson Wentz. He's, he's ginormous. Exactly. And so yesterday we were worried about, we, we thought because of the game three that he had, he would come out gang five. They're home. They can put, go up 3-1 and pretty much eliminate the Toronto Raptors because the Raptors, would they win three in a row if the Sixers had won yesterday? Yeah. Probably, Probably not, not, right? And they hadn't lost, and the Raptors hadn't lost three in a row since November. Exactly. So, cooked. so you know what? It's, it's still an interesting series. I mean, this, is, this has been good. They had it tied at 85. I was keeping a running, I was keeping score up in this press box. 85-85 with 4.04 left in the fourth quarter. And that's when Embiid does the double turnovers. He turns it over the first time, then they get it back, and then he 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 carries. He does a uh, he walks. So that's two possessions where they don't score. And then in the meantime, at the other end, you know what's his face is doing what he does. Kawhi is just bombing away. Yeah. And Kawhi Leonard, they haven't stopped him. But the other guys yesterday, Kyle Lowry finally stepped up. He was a pain in the ass. He's yelling at a guy on the sidelines. He, he, Ibaka stepped up. Ibaka stepped up. Ibaka was fantastic. Ibaka, 
what's his face? Marcus all played a good. They all had double fit. Now all five Sixers starters had double figures. No, no, no. And Joel finished with nine. But the rest of the guys... 11, but he had nine, and then he had the junk points. Exactly. So I'm, so I'm saying he had nine points, and Ben Simmons had eight points late in the fourth quarter of that game. Hmm. And Jimmy Butler did what Jimmy Butler does. J.J. had a pretty decent game, but hmm. they missed so many shots. And the one thing I noticed from sitting up above without listening to play-by-play, hmm. just watching the game, as I used to as a journalist without any interference, is the way they smothered the Sixers under the basket. Their defense was incredible. Mm. And even putbacks, even bunnies, the Sixers couldn't make them. They were getting rebound putbacks. Well, you know why? Yes. Because Amb- Embiid had no energy. He, under the glass, he was getting pushed around. But it wasn't even Embiid. It was everybody. Ben Simmons couldn't put him back. Nobody mm. could put the ball back. Well, do you know what's sad is, is that, just to get on the mic for a second, the sad thing is, is that offensively, it wasn't like the Raptors were doing anything that was never been seen before. It was exactly. a simple high pick and roll with Marcus Saul, give it off to Kawhi yeah. Leonard, he runs off it. Yet the Sixers had no answer for that whatsoever, not one adjustment. It made no sense to me. When you let a team like the Raptors, when you play that well with them and keep it close for three quarters, yeah. and then come out and just basically crap the bed in the fourth the way they did offensively, this is what this is when you're going to lose a series. When you let a team no doubt like about that it. do that to you. And, and it's no doubt about it. The bottom line is Joel Embiid's health was a major factor in that. If he was, if he was 100%, yeah. they walk away with I mean, he didn't they even have to play yesterday the way he played in Game 3 because that was off the charts incredible. incredible. Yeah. He just had a normal game, and unfortunately he wasn't feeling well. You could see it. Anybody who couldn't see that he wasn't 100%. Now, you could, you know, there's, there's people are going to knock him. Like, oh, see what's wrong with this guy? This is why he's not a franchise guy. He, they need a dietitian, first of all. Mm-hmm. Here I am. We're watching our diet. I'm a schlub. He's eating bad food. He's getting the shits one night, and then he gets sick. If I'm Joel Embiid, again, he can do what he wants. He's a grown-ass man, but you got to stay away from – you can't go to a club. I don't know where he went, and I'm not saying he should be – he's stuck in a bubble somewhere. He needs to do the Brack diet for a couple days. I don't even care about it. I'm talking about how about about during the playoffs, you you don't go out, you put yourself, you go to sleep at normal times, you stay away from people that have calls and coughs. What's that it's called? called being a professional. Exactly. That's what it's called. It's mm. called being a, There was people like myself who went and trained for this race, right? Yep. For, an enti- for, for months doing this. We can't hear you very well. The you are not on the mic. Up to it? You think I put one piece of crap in my body? Absolutely not. Well, you, you put your body into some... You put your body in some crap. I put my body through torture on a regular well. basis. But, I mean, you got you to gotta put the good you stuff think that the, You think that these athletes don't understand that? They don't. Well, some of them don't, obviously. Well, yeah. Wasn't he? Uh, didn't he go to New York the night before and hang out uh, on uh, one of the talk show sets or Ooh, something? Oh, Joel Embiid. I think I read something like I that. I didn't know right? about that. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, they were in Toronto. Well, they were in Philly. They won that big game on what? Mm-hmm. Friday night. Thursday. Thursday night, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe he went on the off day to New York. Did he go on a talk show in New York? I think on Saturday night they said that they, he was on a talk show. He was. He Joel was a Embiid. Guest. Yeah. Where was he? Uh, let me look. I, and again, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not judging a guy on his off day. I'm not one of these guys. He should. He should not do a commercial. So he was. On, he was with Trevor Noah. Okay. Well, that's the first well, mistake. Not though. Exactly. Yeah, but Friday it was Saturday. Was, no, it was Saturday night. The night Trevor Noah is not on Saturday night, Robin. Yeah, there was some kind Trevor of. Trevor Noah is not on Saturday night. I know. Okay, but I just wanted to clear that up. Mm. So mm. it was an appearance with Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah in New York. Correct. And they might have even pre-taped something. Who knows? It doesn't matter. The point is, you win a game on Friday, you're off Saturday. You can't tell a guy, hey, stay in your hotel, stay in your house, your apartment, wherever you are. You know, he's a grown man. But obviously, you put yourself in a position where you're around a lot of people, There's a, especially with the measles going on and all these sicknesses. Mm. So here. I'm amazed he wasn't quarantined in the locker room. was 
at the at Trevor Noah's comedy show at the Met in Philly on Saturday night. Oh, so that was here. He didn't even go yeah. to New York. Okay. But there's a lot of people in a room. And again, I'm not saying you got to be the guy in the plastic bubble and you got to have a room where there's all plastic and and cushions on the wall just in case you don't fall down. Dean said, uh, just like that meat pie, the Sixers are done. <laughs> uh, what's the matter with you? Listen, I want to see the Sixers. And this has been a great series. Because how many people after game one, the same guy, Paul Pierce, who said the Celtics were, uh, the, Celt- the, the Milwaukee Bucks were done after they lost game one. Mm-hmm. The same guy who said that picked the Sixers yesterday. Yeah. And he picked the, and he picked the, uh, the Bruins, uh, the, the Celtics. He's just a homer. No bubble boy. Maybe they should put him in a plastic bubble. Mm-hmm. And Robin should go there and spray and disinfect it until they play again. Because they got to go back to Toronto. Well, she has all the medical answers. As yes, we found I, out I, I might as we well. We put him in a hyperbaric chamber for two days and just pump in all kinds of. Yeah, put him in a cryotherapy chamber. Between, exactly. Between all the different DIY. Between all the different DIY medical things that I've done. Go now, on YouTube, Joel, big fella. I think I'm just going to call myself Nurse Robin. You're going to wear the outfit with the white stockings and everything? Do you know... That's what I'm talking about. They call it golfer's elbow, but um, it's where the the sack and an elbow gets inflamed and fills with fluid. Yeah, yeah. We call it tennis elbow. That's what I call it. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I have tape of the... I actually have tape now from the Met in Philadelphia, North Philly, with Joel Embiid and Trevor Noah. Let's go to the tape. Hey, where are the white women at? Oh, they're everywhere. Don't worry about it, man. (laughs) The white women are everywhere. With the ballers in the NBA. Yes, they are. Exactly right. Going, going after the beat. Mm, <laughs> and by the way, I got to rip Dean in Clearwater. Mm. I must rip this man. Because Friday when I released the picks for the Kentucky Derby, you know what his first response was? Well, you're going to lose again. Oh, That's what he tweeted. You're going to lose again. Did, lose he once, again? did he once tweet me after the pick came in, after I won the Superfecta? Mythically? Yeah. Mythically won the Superfecta? Do as I say. Mm. Not as I didn't. Yeah. That was a message. And I told everybody, write it down and go bet on this. And you know, nobody bet, no one that listened actually bet on my Superfecta picks. Yet they were asking me for them, right? I know. They were asked, when are you going to give out the picks? When, when are you going to do it? I gave them out. I told them to write them down. Because everyone's afraid to put money on a 65 to one shot to go in there without putting favorites in there. I did. I had all the favorites in there. That's very, very true. I had the favorites in there. Yep. Well, I do. That's how I always did it. It would have been $120. $120 for 51,400. Who doesn't make that bet? Well, but you never know. Like, and normally... You knew the 20 was a long shot, right? Yeah, but... And I said earlier that the two other horses that were the longest shots beginning of the week... That piece of crap, Gray Magician and Master Fencer were the two longest shots. And then all of a sudden on Sunday, after Hank Goldberg on this show said, country, you heard it, right? I did. He came on this show on on Thursday and said, I like this 20 horse. We should play this one more time, Robin. I want, no, Hank Goldberg, not me. Not me, Hank Goldberg. Hank Goldberg gave you the message on Thursday. 61 shot. I released it on Friday. People were yelling at me all over Twitter and all over Twitch. Where's the damn picks? I milked it like they do on award shows where the big award comes out last, the Academy Award. No matter what the show is, you always save the best for last. It's like when Tony great... Bruno got the Tony Bruno Award in the uh, exactly. save Grammy the best Music. Which is right behind him, by you the way. You see it right there? It looks like a giant dildo. It is a giant. It is. It's multi-purpose. It's multi-purpose. It? It's like yes. those old stadiums in the 70s. This is not only a trophy. It is, a, it is, it is a, like a diamond dildo for everyone now. Exactly. Don't uh-huh. drop it now because that thing is irreplaceable. 
It's like the uh, it's like the, the Hope Diamond to me. I, I almost <laughs> dropped it oh, when I was bringing it down here. <laughs> the Barrett Sports Media proudly presents you with the Tony Bruno Award for on-air excellence, results, and permanent contributions to the sports radio industry. It actually looks fucking fantastic. It does. It really does. So just so that you know... So Tony got a replica it's of like it. It's like a because, disco ball on the, yeah, on the Yes, box. it is. And so anybody else who now receives it, the, the very first Each recipient. Each year, someone will get one of those babies. Their name will then be on it as well. So, you, so like, say you received it. So, like, then 50 years Duncan, from now. Where am, I, where am I pointing? Where's the camera? Right, right Straight here. Straight ahead. Right yep. there. This is there yours is. right there. Is that nice? This is terrific. If you hold it. Uh, this is better than any uh, Australian radio award. Yes, it is. So see, see where between the plate on and the, actual the microphone, microphone. Look there's at the it. little the, there's the little piece of crystal right in between. Oh, yeah. That's where your name would be if you were to receive it. And you can see it; they have me engraved in there. Yeah, the face. You know, of like the a tone. hologram. They should have a hologram inside, so oh, when you turn, so if you silhouette. So if you turn, if you if you like put one of those lights in the end, then all of a sudden a bunch of Tony Bruno heads would be spinning around yeah. your room. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I else like you could that. do? You get a nice, really got to get a really good drill. And then you drill through the actual microphone, and you can turn it into a bong. So, like you, you, you just put you, you know you put the you put the the stash in here. Yeah, yeah. And you drill all the way through it, so that you can use it as a bong. Yeah. You can. I'm gonna have to have this removed from the pedestal, so you can use it as a sex toy. Yeah. It's multi. No other award does. Oh, I this. think that would it's hurt. Incredible. I think it, it depends it, on. Uh, it's you know, pretty smooth. It is smooth. Even even the, where the divots the right are. lubrication, <laughs> the right temperature. It's a multi. Fill out the pie. Is it better than the pie? Well, it's a bit like the pie. Get it at the right temperature, right yeah. lubrication. Isn't that a beautiful trophy? Because when you get it in the right light. It's quality light, Clark. It's it a beautiful, beautiful trophy. I'm going to get a light shining. I'm going to have it going around on the Tarantino. Oh, definitely. And yeah. You get like all a the spotlight? Very Vegas style, you know? Oh, or like yeah. a, you know, Italian wedding. Like a rotisserie. Wedding. Like an Italian yes. wedding. Yeah. You know, they have the thing going around and around and around with the ice sculpture. Yeah. There should be an ice sculpture made of this, too. It does look like an ice sculpture almost, like, you know? Uh, it's, it's, it looks like it's been chiseled. I'm trying to see if the light catches it a certain Well, way. no, not here. You have to have a spotlight on it, oh, I think. No. Although when we were in... <laughs> when you first... That must have been one of the great nights for you guys, though. Oh, it was fun. We're in yeah. LA. We're in the Grammy Museum and the theater. Talk to us about that, because we, we, we tried to catch up that weekend, but I think I was out of town, and then you guys were there, and you, you got the award, and you're all dressed up. and It was a fun time. LA Live. All the top people in, my, in the industry were there, except Luigi, but he's not quite there yet. He could have been there. He's there in my eyes. Yeah, we wanted to invite you mm. so that, one, you could hang out with all... Because there were and every, two, you could uh, that, rig the awards it gives me next year. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's the inn. You've got the inn. It will be... I'll take it for you. It's no I'll make some copies. <laughs> we're going to sell some Bobo ones. You know, like the Phillies gave out the, the commemorative nope. Jimmy Rollins Super Bowl uh, 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 championship. Bob from yeah, Valley Forge. Phillies ring. Yes. Please read what Bob from Valley Forge wrote. He says, Tony, I took your picks but i'm not a degenerate gambler and didn't know how to bet the superfecta i had the three five eight and thirteen one dollar super box what that got me Ugats. Ugats. see the yeah. thing is a four horse trifecta you just pick four horses box it it's 24 dollars for a dollar uh-huh but if you want to add a fifth horse which you can you could add multiple horses but each horse you had add goes up more so and i've done this every year so, that wait. i've been doing it Hold on. Okay. So you got the four horses that you think are going to win, but then you put in a fifth horse that can bring substitute any of those four right. in any order just in case those original four that you really like don't win. 
Yeah, and so you and have you, basically and what you five chances it, right. to finish in the top four. What you yeah. call it is you call it a box. box. So the it box, but if you know that, if, for example, you could bet a dollar, and if you get the order, the sequence exactly right, it only right. costs you a dollar. But that's right. hard to do. It's almost so impossible. So that's why a box is if you box the four your favorite four favorite horses, it costs you twenty four dollars. Right, and that's the most popular one in Australia. We call it a box trifecta. You have right. four the horses to go into three. Yeah, yeah now, but no, the superfecta is normally 20. four horses to go four, or you can add a fifth horse. Yeah. So between the the four, if you do just a four superfecta, it's twenty four dollars. Correct. I just said. And that. then if you add the fifth horse, and it doesn't matter what order they come in, then it jumps to one hundred and twenty dollars mm-hmm. because you have to allow it for. I think it's like a hundred and. Isn't one hundred twenty to do five horses in a superfecta box? But I think it's it's yeah. a it's technically and that's five times one twenty. Five times twenty four is one twenty. Right, but it, right. it's technically. Technically, 160 different combinations Correct. of how they could come Because in obviously four horses gives you 24 combinations to win with four horses. But mm-hmm. again, it's difficult when you're pulling three favorites out of that. But I, I didn't have it pulled out. No, no. The one single bet that you gave out for that was just like one of those, this is a home run hitter. Yeah, and that's all you yeah. want when you're playing. Even, play Hank Goldberg again, Robin. Uh, for people who didn't hear this earlier... This is what makes me even more ill. Mm. Because Hank came on Thursday. I respect him more than any other guy who knows horses. And then he's the guy who touted the 20. Listen to this. It's only a minute and 20 seconds long. This is Hank Goldberg Thursday on the show before Friday. I released pretty much basically what he told me, except he had a couple of other horses. Mm -hmm. I took the three out. He mixed in a couple of other ones. And I said, "Right, you made it your own." I made it my own. Now he gave me a lot of help, and, and he I told him he's well. the guy who gave me the thirteenth horse, which I was touting, code of honor. I told everybody the thirteenth's got to be in play, right, Luigi? Did I not say it? Absolutely. Maximum security. We had it in every conceivable mix of of stuff. Tacitus, I was on from day one. Mm-hmm. I so, had Tacitus in the suite. So the eight and thirteen and five were the three horses. Eight and five, everybody loved. Mm-hmm. The thirteen was the horse Hank gave me, and then he mentioned the twenty which was the long shot, because the other two long shots, even though the 16 horse, well, the 16 was another one of those Baffert horses that he liked. But he also liked the three horse by my standards. So I crossed that out. If you look at my sheet, even though Hank liked it, I said, I got to pick four teams, four horses that I love, and then one long shot. Do we really need to play this again? Yes, let's play, let's play this again, because I want you to hear this. Oh, I want you to hear this. You have to pull me another wine if I'm going to be I am gonna put pour, through pour this. It. Because this super, is super. I want to know your superfecta because you know I love superfectas, Hank. Yeah, Tacitus and Improbable will be my top two horses in either order. Uh, you know, Improbable is doing very well. He's overcome his gate problems. They're taking the blinkers off. I like that. Those are the Ortiz brothers running one, two. Yep. Great jockeys. Uh, as you said, it's not a huge factor. Um, and I like uh, Code of Honor third, who's a big price. And I think you have to use Game Winner because he may be the best horse, but he always draws outside, and he always has to run a little further than everybody else. So, uh, and uh, you know, I'll tell you a real long shot, a bomb, his country house. If you want to go for the real huge money, he uh, it will be in post-19 now. It's another mod horse. Who uh, who has some uh, closing ability, and he's going to be outside, and he can cruise on the outside before he makes his move and watch the race develop in front of him. So you're like eight, five, thirteen, and, and twelve. Uh, well, no more twelve. Or twelve. So thirteen and sixteen. Thirteen and sixteen, but a twenty. So you're going to mix a twenty in there if you're going to do an extended box. 
Yeah, if I want to do the Bruno system of trying to make a fortune. <laughs> you think I want to go spend time in the turf club to try to win $27? I'm looking for that four, <laughs> five, six, maybe $10,000 superfecta, Hank. I need to make my, yeah, that would be my time is valuable. <laughs> my, my... <laughs> Country house is that, uh, that four-digit four number you're looking for. Exactly right. I'm a super. There you go. Was wow. Luigi listening to that on Thursday? Hell no. Now, Bob from Valley Forge was listening. He says he wrote him down, got all the right horses, horses, but then when he got up to window, didn't know how to bet him. Now he has gastroenteritis, he says. To the outrage. Did Luigi listen to the, to the uh, Goldberg segment? No, no. He was listening to the Goldbergs on ABC. He was watching them on, uh, on demand. Those Goldbergs don't give you shit except entertainment on TV. Did Goldberg, the wrestler, give him the picks? No. Mike Goldberg. Goldberg. You know what we need to do? Is Not Mike time. Goldberg, great Here's MMA announcer. For the Preakness, what we are going to do is you are going to give out your pick on the air. We'll have Hank Beck on again. And of There's course, not going to be another $51,000 super fact, no, Robin. No, Strange no, things have happened. No, no, it hasn't. No, they do, haven't. What we are going to do is we are going to tell people exactly what they need to say when they go up to the no, window. No, we don't. Well, I'm giving the horses. I know, but Bob from Valley Forge, you gave him the horses, but he didn't know how to bet it. Otherwise, you, you, you go up to, to somebody at the turf club and you say, I want to bet this Tony Bruno and Hank Goldberg said, I want to bet a five horse, $1 super. Here are the numbers. And then you just give them the numbers. And the five horses, all you need is, it's like, it's like you're getting four, five they, to get four. But it's like to, three to make two. Remember back in the NBA? Sure, yeah. Then they need to sh- make sure that they say, and I want to box but, it. Of course they know. That's, I tell them it's a box. Hank wow. Goldberg said, even knew how I played it. He said, if I want to go the Tony Bruno method and go for the big score, yeah. then yes, I'm putting the 20 in. That's what I wanted to do. And I even told Luigi, we're going to put a 20 in somewhere. And we had the seven in the 20, but we didn't have the 20 anywhere else. We did have seven. In the, we did have seven I know. With, so when the seven got knocked out, it ruined the bets. It ruined everybody's bet, mm. but I didn't have the one bet that would have made it even better because I didn't have the seven in the one I gave out on the air. Yeah. And so call me bitter. I have a right to be bitter. I had it written down on a piece of paper right there. You can see the picture that Robin yeah, took of me and Luigi sitting at the table where I have one piece of paper in my hand. That, yeah, it was posted. Yeah, it, it was, was actually, this exact type was, of paper. It was posted on Saturday. Go on to Tony's Twitter. You'll see it and on his Instagram. And, and you can you actually look in. at that page. And it had the five <laughs> horses down. And then we put them down. And it was my fault. I should have gone right to the window and bet those before you're sitting around for four hours for post time. And then you start screwing around. Well, it wasn't and, even that. We, we both walked up to the window together. We grabbed the paper like, all right, Tony, let's roll. And we I know, but I did not play these. And this is one of those you're never going to get this break again. No. Well, it's, you never know, Tony. No, yes, you do. I've been doing this my whole life. This is like why when you say, you know, I'm not lucky, I'm not, I'm fortunate as far as my life is concerned, but I'm not lucky. Mm-hmm. Lucky means you get things that you really don't have to work for. I mean, betting on a horse requires luck. You can have skill. Duncan. But there are people who sit in horse tracks every day. That sit in casinos every day. They Are they going to wet? It, that's why it's called gambling. Right, and, and, mm. that, and that fifty-one thousand dollars doesn't even Eight, happen. Eight, five, one of the, thirteen, one of the sixteen. Worst ever mistakes by a jockey in history. That's right, right. but I, but you still people still would have bet it. No, no, still would have win. It still wins. I threw away a couple hundred dollars. Oh, no. I would have thrown away another hundred and twenty. Would it have destroyed my life? No. no. It wouldn't have destroyed my life to have a losing ticket with those five horses in it if the seven had stayed up there. The bottom line, it was a once in a lifetime thing. And I'm kicking myself. I'm not blaming anybody else. I'm kicking myself now. 
Because this is something I will never, ever, ever move on from. Nope. We will hear that. No, and so Duncan, um, Don Collins actually texted me, and he says, um, he, this is his quote, he says, Tony's head is going to pop off. I'm going to watch until it does. <laughs> it is. This is going to be like scanners. At the end of the show, in a couple of minutes, my head will explode, and then Robin will film it and put it on the It's going to be like those koalas that, you know. Yeah, the eight minute eucalyptus yes. leaves and blow up. Did you know that, Luigi, in, in Australia, when the koalas all really eat eucalyptus, sad. and then when there's brush fires, the koalas blow up because they catch on, they burst into flames because they eat eucalyptus, which they're is like a very a, flammable oil. They're like a, 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 yeah. a live Molotov cocktail. Yeah, totally. It's it's frightening. It's terribly, terribly sad oh, it's because horrible. these koalas, I mean, they don't move very fast, no. do they? As soon oh, as those so bus adorable. fires come in at, you know, 60 to 80 miles an hour, boom, and up go the little koalas. That's going to happen to me when I leave this. I'm going to run out down the street and I'm going to self-explode. Like a koala. I'm going to keep thinking because I literally, I, I don't know when I'll be able to sleep again. This is how devastating this is. Let's take a of ambience. This is, I, may go, I may go Tiger Woods level. I'm going to have to call my doctor and get a refill now of ambience. Look at this. So Bearcat AJ 2007 I, post, I posted my Kentucky Derby bet. It was my fault for not checking the bet correctly with the people at the track in Cincinnati. I thought I had the box of 5-8-13-16, but it was an exacta, and it was not a box. If I just listened to Tony, you could have had ice cream. Ice cream? You could have had a your you could have had a year's salary for many people. That's a year's that's uh, that's more than I make in a year. Do you realize that, Robert? Right, I know. As of now, it is. It's an outrage. Now, just, that's a once in a lifetime. Here's, here's something that I, I may make, never. I'm not going to make any more horse bets. That's it. I'm retiring from the business. No, you're not. It's a good job, Tom. I should retire on going. I wish retire with a big loss instead of a big win. Normally, you win a big and you say that's it. I'm not going to make another bet. No, that's it. Like Sylvester Stallone's mom went in and won like a million dollars on a slot machine, and you'd think she would quit because her son's Sylvester Stallone. She went back the next day and played. You're going to hit a mega millions machine? You think you'd at least take a day And then go back the next day and put money back in? (laughs) Just just to make you feel a little better, shall we go to Florida? Yeah, let's go to Florida where things are always better down there. Mm -hmm. Or at least it gives your life perspective. All right, give me a little perspective. If you go to Florida. Poor Duncan's here. He's got to go back to Australia. All the people down there are going to say, who is this lunatic? crying about stinking horses. Now, because I don't have the Florida song in my system, which I really should. Like, I'm supposed to have it ready on uh, my No, no, no. 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 So, I don't have the Florida song. Can you song. sing? Can you sing? Down in Florida. No. Down to Florida. Welcome home to the Sunshine State. Just do the damn update. <laughs> Here's Miss Robin. I'm just going to get you to keep singing. Dateline Key West, Florida, one of our favorite places. Oh, um, sometimes these Floridas, you know, these Florida stories are just too good to be true. Whenever you see the mugshot and there's a neck tattoo involved, you know it's white trash. And oh, it doesn't yeah. just have to be Florida anymore. It's Bogan. Yes. yes it's Bogan. Is it's right. Bogan. Now, I'm, I'm going to have a fantastic uh, music piece that's going to go along with this, but I can't, I don't want to talk over it. So okay. I'm going to save the music that I will play as soon as I tell a little bit about this story. So um, two Florida lovebirds, this gentleman, and they do not have a shot of the woman, which is, you know, kind of unfortunate because we want to see her too. Why Why just the guy? His name is Gary Hill? Yes. Um, I love his, his girlfriend's name, though. 
Crystal Francis. Do you Crystal think that was her Fra- real name? I think when she was on the Crystal side Francis. stage, she was Crystal on the side stage. Is it Crystal with a K or with a C? With a with C. With a C. Okay. Crystal. That's not as bogan. Now no. these. I these... think her name came from the uh, from the meth that she was cooking in a trailer out in the middle of somewhere in the Florida Everglades. Everglades. <laughs> these two uh, lovebirds got frisky with it, and they decided of all places to. Um, start their lovemaking right in front of the police station. Police station used to go to the 700 level at Veterans Stadium and get laid. Nobody would see you. So this Where's is that? So this in the is old Veterans Stadium in Philly, people used to go up there and have sex during this baseball season because they knew nobody would see them and they wanted to take some... Pl- I, the joke was, let's go someplace quiet where nobody will see us. <laughs> you know, and you go up to the 700 <laughs> level at Veterans Stadium and make... a good view up there. Well, no, we don't care about the view. But you just now they have all the... What do you call it? The things that fly up. The drones. drones yeah, exactly. And they can see it. So anyway, uh, Gary Hill, Crystal Francis, shared a pint of some lovely vodka. A pint of vodka? Before they began trysting. I like that word. Trysting. trysting. That's very old-fashioned. Yes. What do you call trysting it in, in uh, Australia when you're just basically uh, shagging? Is it shagging? Shagging. Shagging. That's yeah. a shagging. It's still shagging, huh? Yeah, rooting. What's now, it called? Rooting. Oh, that's Actually, very animalistic. Rooting is, uh, you guys, when you say you root for a sports team, right. in Australia, you root. But you, you know root that, shielders. But you know, you know what that's from? Where? Rutting. That's like a, it's an animal Animal thing. that ruts, it's like when they're, when they're, sh- when, they're shedding on their horns? No, when they're rutting, it's, they're mating. It's mating season. Is no, it? When yeah. they rut, that's when they rut, they have the, uh, the, the stuff on their, on their they, they wipe that off. But that's during rutting season. Yeah, that's during right. rutting season. Right. That's what rutting is. They, they well, all the and uh, it's all mating season. Exactly. That's so, what I do after so I. So uh, the um they one of a a passerby a woman was passing by and then told the cops that what was going on right out front. The cops walk outside to investigate and they potted, they spotted forty six year old Gary Hill with his pants down, actually in the middle of having intercourse on the police. Police headquarters steps. Yeah, but they were right in front on the sidewalk, right in front of police headquarters, and they and the police said that they were actively engaging in sexual intercourse. Now, when confronted, Hill, the man, says, "I'm horny." She was giving it up, and right then and there, where's the two live crew when I need them the most? Yeah, me love you long time. So, well, we have tape of the guy, by the way, afterwards. Uh, you do? He leaves me limp. There it is. That's the guy, what he said after he saw the police. So just, just for edification, the I'm horny excuse is not a good excuse. No. But on, doesn't hold up in a court of law. No, it does not. Now, on that note, let's go to... Where are we going? Uh, well, it's taking a second. Why is it not playing? Robin, what the hell are you doing? Well, I don't know. Oh, here we go. Sorry. Oh, there we go. Sorry. I think Luigi was playing this on Saturday night. This is being in the kids of our household. Underrated jam, isn't it? You remember this too live crew, Luigi? Oh, be so horny. Can love you long time. I think they do this in the Fortnite dance, don't they? (laughs) Man, the lyrics on this. They don't write songs like this anymore. Sitting at home with my dick of hard. So I got the black book for a freak to call. Picked up the telephone, then dialed the seven digits. Said, Yo, it's Marquis, baby. Are you down with it? I arrived at a house. Not door to door. Not having. 
God, I love that song. Who are these guys? Two live crew. We didn't get them in Australia. They're from Miami. Aren't they two they live are? crew? Yeah. I think so. Are they still going? But there are four of them. They're not two. I know. I knew the two live stews were radio sports talk show guys. Mm-hmm. The Stewart brothers, and they call themselves the two live stews. Yeah. After this two live crew. I think Luigi used to rock the, uh, what were those big pants back in the day? Uh, the parachute pants? Yeah, the MC Hammer name. pants? Yeah, oh. the MC Hammer. What were those called? I think they were, they, called? they were called parachute pants, I think. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, I had, this was back in, in when I still live in the Netherlands, this was during the disco phase. Mm-hmm. I had a parachute jumpsuit. That was like that multicolor. Like if you looked at it one side, it was green, and then if you looked yeah. at it, those are coming back, by the way. Yeah, feel like the sneakers. And then it had zippers everywhere. Yeah. And I took disco dancing lessons with my girlfriend, and I had those bleached white sneakers with not a speck of dirt on them. Yeah. Oh, I I was awesome looking. Yeah. That was rocking it. Very proud. Appetite. Are you, you going to play the other two live crew hits, like Pop That Pussy and all those other things? No, no, we don't play. We'll wait for election day for that, during the election But season. there you have it. Do not use the uh, excuse of, I'm, I'm horny, I'm so horny. I'm going to bang my chick in front of a police station. You know, the I'm horny excuse just doesn't really work for a lot of things. that. Depends that on the cop. I mean, I'm scared. Yeah, I mean, if the cop's horny, maybe he could have just offered a little something-something if she was hot. I did some stuff last night. Did some, uh, I hit a few things, as Tiger Woods once said. <laughs> But there you have it, folks. There it is, three hours. Did it feel like three hours? Duncan? It, 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 it kind of flew by a little bit. There was a moment in there when we were talking about Robin's toe that was kind of dragging. <laughs> but uh, Dragging? That we was got, our medical. We have a medical we segment. Toe in here. You know, he really spiked things up a bit for a while. That's the, you yeah. know why it was dragging? Tony decided he needed to tell the entire night. And I was like, just cut you, to the chase. You think everybody's following all of your surgical procedures on Twitter and Facebook and uh, Periscope and Twitch? They did not need to hear it. Oh, uh, Stevie Zubaz pants. That's what Zubaz they were called. Zubaz pants. Zubaz. Thank you, Stevie. Zubaz pants. And Z Cavaricis, which I think you still have, don't you? Of course. You gotta have Zeke. Thank you very much, Tony. Are uh, you too? So before we and go, Stevie we want to thank we want to thank Switchboard Live for once again yep. bringing you mm-hmm. the fantastic stream. Um, don't cross it though. That's one thing they don't the do. Don't cross the stream. They don't. You only have to send one stream, mm-hmm. and then they send it out to multiple locations so that you do not have to cross a stream. And uh, that is how you are seeing us today. So thank you again. Switchboard Live, and for anybody that is listening, make sure that you follow the show. Follow the show. Follow the show on. Um, whoops. Phone, is that your mom wow. calling? No, it's a. Oh, it's a spam. God, I hate those things. Um, make sure that you go to twitch.tv forward slash Bruno Nation Live. I'm telling everybody. I told Duncan's telling everybody in it Australia. Bruno Nation. Right. Twitch.tv. Bruno Nation Live. It is free to follow. Following us is uber, uber important. Exactly. Whatever you do, even if you don't do anything else, at least follow so that you get the notification. I mean, you follow all these slapdicks who don't do anything for you on Twitter. So What good are they? They're just all talking politics and stupid stuff and trying to sell you Mm. websites. We're not doing that. We're giving you service every day. It's free. Yeah, like two live crew. Exactly. You're not getting this. You have to pay for this kind of stuff normally. Correct. And um, if you follow us, then you then you are able to um, be part of the chat room. And then, even more important, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can subscribe completely, one hundred percent for free, by linking your Twitch Prime or Twitch account 
to your Amazon account and then boom, you get a Twitch Prime account. And it's totally free, which allows you then to subscribe to Bruno Nation Live Beautiful. for free every single month. I even told uh, Johnny uh, Air- Airport yesterday at Wells Fargo Center to come down in the wine cellar. He's blowing up on Instagram now. Mm. Used to be Twitter. Instagram now is the place to go. Because John, John Clark does it right. He's, in, he's at the practices, at news conferences. He yep. goes live yeah. with it. And your followers explode, man. I mean, Instagram is the biggest deal now as far as sending pictures. Because Twitter, it's still there. It's mostly political garbage and a lot of stuff you really don't want to read. Mm-hmm. But on Instagram, you, you know, we, we were posting videos from the uh, shoot-around yesterday. Well, the thing that's nice about Instagram, which is why we like Twitch so much, is that you can follow the story. The feed exactly, is all yeah. in one one area. Whereas with Twitter, sometimes you get lost. You're like, if somebody replies or responds or retweets, you're like, are they referring to me or is this to somebody else? Or no, you like, know oh. who it is. And Facebook, by the way, is now Hitler. I'm making a Steve Zuckerberg, not Steve, was Mark Zuckerberg Yes, is Hitler. Mm. <laughs> Let me just make that comment right now. It's easy to throw that now. Everybody's yeah, a Nazi. Everybody does I'll it. throw it out there too. Steve Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. Where am I getting Steve Zuckerberg? He was the guy in the movies, in the uh, cop movies, right? No, that's Steve Gutenberg. I get my Bergs confused. Except, except Hank Goldberg. He's the wow. real deal. He's now, the only real deal out there. Where do I, where do I get a good Philly cheesesteak around here? Around here? It would be right Wait a minute. You want a Philly cheesesteak now after yeah. that? That's all I've had all day. That's yeah. a bad... That's a bad job out South of you. Go to Jim's on South Street. It's the closest one. The other place is closed on Monday, so we can't yeah. take him there. Mama's is closed on Monday. We'll get you the hooked up. Man. We'll get you hooked up, man. Don't worry about it. We want to thank our man here. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. Follow him, Duncan MCMC on Twitter and Instagram. If you want an Australian look at the crazy and wacky world of U.S. sports. Beautiful. One of these days, we got to go to Australia. Yeah, well, we're going to go to Australia, and hopefully, we'll we'll see him on Twitch sometime soon. We can like host each other's shows. Exactly. Now, the bigger race is down in the November, right? What's it called? The, the Melbourne Cup. The Melbourne Cup. Yeah. Melbourne Cup. Who do you Cup. like, Luigi? In the Melbourne Cup in uh, November. Those Australian races are a bit possible. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of here, he's talking about a sixty to one shot. Country House, who won the Kentucky Derby, we actually had a hundred to one shot win the Melbourne Cup. Wow. Prince of Penzance. It's always bombs away in Australia. But yeah. how many? But there's like fifty horses in the race, right? There's, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's about over twenty. You know, exactly. So it's one of these ones where. Uh, and the year that Prince of Penzance won, it was the first year. Not the Pirates of Penzance, though. No, it was the first year that a female jockey was on board. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. in like over 100 years. Now, really they, hot, at least. Do they allow? Cute, yeah. We should have to try it. That's what I learned. <laughs> in, in the Kentucky Derby, they, do they allow female jockeys Yes, but now? there haven't been. There, there have been some, but not in the Derby, though. Yeah, have. Have there been in the Derby? Yeah, but not, not a lot. But there's a lot of, there are female jockeys at every racetrack in America. Mm. Because I know that they were not allowed for the longest time. I mean, it was I think they uh, I think they allowed them at the Masters, too, once, finally, every, once in a while. Once in a while. Yeah, they let the female. Which is, which is weird because. I used to have a long women, jockey, but then that was racist. So women are lighter. Down, uh, <laughs> women, women tend to be smaller and more petite and lighter if, they're, if they want to be a jocker. It's like easier to find a lighter jockey. So yeah. you would think that that would be a benefit. Definitely. Yeah. But she's she won that, and now they're making a film about her. Uh, Rachel Griffiths is directing it, and uh, it's yeah, got to be massive in Australia. Somebody said yeah. Julie Crone. Yeah, Julie Crone was a great female jockey here in the mm-hmm. states. So no, we've had a lot Stevie. of jockeys. 
No, Julie Crone, Steve. So come, for the, come down for the Melbourne Cup Carnival Stevie or B. come down for the Australian Open Tennis, which is like a big festival of sport. Oh, my dad yeah. would be so happy. You know who we didn't call today, and I wanted to put her on in the link up from Chris Australia, Williams. Chris Williams, who's now living in Australia, mm. former New Hampshire girl. But when we first started, it was 3 a.m. We didn't really want to I know. There we go. Uh, Tony Luke's. Yeah, Tony Luke's well, friend. Very close Luigi and I were going to go there on Saturday. Okay, we could go there too. Mm. They're good too. They're good. I mean, you know, there's not a bad cheesesteak in Philly per se, mm. but there's definitely some that are. Better. I grew up going to Geno's and Pat's. I used to walk there. This is where I lived, so it's a couple blocks walk. We used to go there at two in the morning, all shit faced. Go up and order a cheese, but I had no cheese whiz. It was out of provolone, and you'd stand on the sidewalk and lean over because you were dressed up, mm. and then you would lean over so you didn't get all the cheese and the onions and the juices and the drippings and the peppers and the and the ketchup all over you. Yeah. And then we would do like three of them. We would eat three. They were like a dollar fifty back then. Now Scrapple so, you know, you Joe go over say, there with less than ten bucks and get absolutely engorged. Scrapple Joe says he's gonna rock uh, his Sav Rocka Aussie Uni. Remember, he's former Eagle punter. He was. Yeah, I think he was the oldest rookie of all time, wasn't he? Sav Rocka. Yeah, because he came. He played in the Australian Football League and came over as like in his mid thirties. Did play. you meet Jordan Mailata while you were here? I did. I interviewed, I interviewed him the day he got drafted. I interviewed him an hour after he got selected by the Eagles. Wow. And he was crying and he was hugging me. I didn't even know this guy, and he was just the happiest day of his life. It was the greatest. Well, story Duncan to do. still wants to eat, and he has to keep I know, we got to get out of So here. we need to, and we're already over time. So on that note, we want to thank everybody time. for listening today, for subscribing, for following, for enjoying, for not taking my picks. At least somebody should have bet it. I would feel better if somebody actually I took know. the damn picks and utilized So that we could guilt them into giving us part of it. Goddamn right. <laughs> In the meantime, be careful out there, right? Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Duncan's not driving because he's got he's going to New York. He's taking a bus. Taking the bang bus up to New York. Bang bus. Bolt bus. The, bolt the cheapest bus, one I can find. The buddy. mega bus. The banga bus. We'll see you back here again tomorrow at noon. Tell your friends, neighbors, and everyone. And God bless America. It's still a beautiful country. Thank you for listening to The Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.